Camera action. Welcome action. to the Mother Movies podcast for uh oh November, November 2020. I'm Scott. And I'm Jason. And uh, this year we're, we're watching both, movies. Yeah, we're watching movies through the alphabet. Um, we're getting close to the end because it's November. So this month we watched. Yes, we did. UVW. 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 Okay. I had to, I had to sing sing the alphabet to. See if that sounded right. It didn't sound. Well, right. I have them written down, so it's oh, yeah. UVW. Yeah, yeah, I believe you, but it just sounds weird when you just jump right into UV. And then next next month is XYZ. XYZ. I I have next month's open already. I'm not. Where's my? So November? November. Yes, November. Okay, November. So, uh, like you said, this month we did UVW. Uh, I couldn't think. Of a U movie, so that's fine because otherwise we'd have like a ton of movies. I had a second U movie, but it wasn't on anything, so that's oh, okay. why I didn't. So I was going to do Unleashed. Oh, yeah. Bob Hoskins. And uh, Jet Li, I think. Cats. Um, but the, mo- the U movie we did for this month, you picked it. Yeah, Under the Silver Lake. Under <laughs> the Silver Lake. Which was a weird movie. It was long. And I wish yeah. it was longer. That's I know, right? That's when I, I I watch a movie and I go, "This is good," because this movie's like you're two hours long. And you're like, "Eh, whatever." But this movie's like what two and a half, and I'm like, "I there's so much more I want to know." But I wasn't ever bored like during they, it. They, I feel like they set up a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, I want to know more about the stuff you set up because you didn't really do anything with it. Yeah. But then I was reading online, and people are like, no, they did it on purpose because they put hints throughout the whole movie so you can figure this shit out. I'm like, what? Yeah, I was. So then you go back, because there's apparently a hidden language like of symbols written uh-huh. on stuff. I did see random random like symbols here and there. I mean, other than the obvious like hobo language stuff. But right. Because like, well... I guess on the, the, the cafe menu, on the bottom of the screen, it had like a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of stuff like in the code, mm-hmm. and then the little dolls that were by the TV had codes under their yeah, name. Yeah, I saw that too. But anyways, you should probably explain what this movie is. <laughs> okay, so there's this guy who is kind of a stoner. We, we said the name of the movie, right? Uh, under the Silver Lake. Okay. Yeah. Um, this guy who's kind of a stoner, um, played by James Garfield. You know, Andrew Garfield, James Garfield, <laughs> the president. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield, and um, he loves like in, in this like apartment complex type place almost like a motel i don't know it's like it's yeah it's like an a, a apartment complex like I, that are it's silver lake it's a super like hipster type of california right so he's uh he like also staying in this complex is this girl that he's like kind of obsessing over and uh he's watching her from the window and stuff like that and partially into the movie he actually confronts her and talks to her and they kind of hit it off, and then she disappears. So then, like, the rest of the movie, he's trying to figure out where she is and where she went. And there's all these hidden symbols and um, stuff like that throughout the city and in movies. And he's trying to figure it out because it all means something. And 
yeah, it's basically like the stoner guy just trying to figure out what's going on. But there's so much going on that he's like so focused on the one thing he's not catching everything else. Um, and a how, lot of, how is that? A lot of the other stuff <laughs> that really intrigued me is so like there's got to a certain point where I'm like, this none of this can be real, can it? And then you're like, okay, this is real, so this must be real too. Then like, and like you just. Like the fucking owl lady, and then the, yeah. the dog murderer, and like all these like the dog the, killer, the dog killer, and like the fucking like ho- the hobo king, and like <laughs> there's so fucking much that I, I want to know. Like how much was intentional, and how much was a coincidence? Yeah, because he's like, oh, if you take these songs and do this, da 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 da. And it's like, oh, I got to go to this place to do this. And like, is that real or did you just like make that up? And then it works. And it's like, oh. And then I want to know more about the songwriter, mm-hmm. like, and and all the things that he was saying. Like, I want what what uh, I, I hope yeah, it's kind of interesting because each person is in their own world yeah. of things. Because yeah, like. Old lady thing. It's like, what? What are you talking about? And then it comes back. You're like, oh god, it's yeah. real. But yeah, part, yeah, the part guy of the, who's writing every single song. Yeah, and part of the story is like this millionaire or billionaire or like this super rich dude. Like he, oh, yeah, go, he like he goes missing, and then they find mm-hmm. his body in a car with a bunch of other women. But then like, mm-hmm. so the main character is like, and most of, if you look at IMDb, like I think there's five people that actually have names. Other than that, everyone's like bar buddy woman on mm-hmm. skates like balloon lady like or whatever it's just like yeah but i i really like i said it was like two and a half hours long but i was not bored at all during this whole movie and i was very intrigued i kind of want to see what other things this dude has done isn't this no this is the guy that did uh it follows right i think so yeah um, um but no, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think I have to watch it again to give it a more solid <laughs> score because I gave Under the Silver Lake an eight. I gave. I also gave it an eight. It only had six and a half on mine. Yeah, I see that. But um, I remember this movie like when I saw a trailer for it, I was like, I want to see this when it comes out, and that was I think when we still had Movie Pass. Yeah. And, and it never came to Green Bay. It never came. And then I think it was even like delayed in general until like a year later. But yeah, this guy is only written like he's written. He wrote It Follows and Under the Silver Lake. And then like a thing called the the Myth of the American Sleepover. That's it. I want I want this guy to do more things. <laughs> But, oh yeah, what was the myth? Of... I gotta check that I'm out. Curious to see what the myth of the American sleepover is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's on anything, but is it IFC Films? IFC Film, so <clears throat> maybe it'll be on something. Huh. I don't. Yeah. I'll, I'll bookmark mark that for later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I really liked it. So good job. Yeah, I did too. So it kept me intrigued like the whole time. Yeah. Which brings us to the V movie that I picked, which, uh, okay, so the movie I picked for V was called Valley of the Dolls. Um, this is, uh, uh, Sharon Tate. I, yeah, uh, 
Sharon Tate and what's her, oh god I'm bad at this um this is a movie that I always heard like references to in so many things um Patty Duke is also in this movie yeah Patty Duke yes. I was trying to remember her name but I really being being partially face blind to people until I get to know them yeah. really well all there's people, like two people in here I kept getting confused yeah I really and I'm like so is she doing this or what's what's happening? Basically, the story is of this movie is yeah, uh, the singer and then the lady who was uh, that worked for that um, agency. Oh, yeah. Like I kept getting those two confused. Yeah. Um, but it's a uh, it's a it's a Just movie. Barbara Parkins and uh, Patty. Oh, yeah. And Patty Duke. Yeah. They those look, two. I was they look very, very similar. <laughs> but it's about um, a couple of girls that try to make their way in Hollywood um, try to be actresses or singers or 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 just anything mm-hmm. that they can get their hands on, and it's sort of like a mixture of all the good things and all the bad things that can happen. Um, Ups and downs. Yeah, one one girl like gets addicted to drugs and uh, and drinking and some of that, and ends up going to like a hospital. Another one like she kind of um, like. She kind of makes it, but also like doesn't. Like, I, but she's not happy with it. I, I can't remember. Yeah, she's she's, yeah, she gets what she wants, but then it goes to her head, and yeah. she expects everything, and she's not as happy as she used to be, and so she turns to like the drugs and alcohol to try to make her happy. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a VH1 behind the music. <laughs> People you don't know. <laughs> Because at the beginning of the movie, it says any similarities to real life events is coincidental, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But you know it's based on true stuff. Yeah. Well, it's based on a novel. Right. Um, but I'm just saying, like, all names and stuff, they're saying, yeah. The stuff you usually get at the end of the credits, it says all names, blah, blah, blah. It was, yeah. like, the first thing in the movie when I, <laughs> like, yeah. So they don't want you to go, oh, this is just like blah, 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 who, you know, got addicted to pills and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it happens a lot in Hollywood. Yeah, but I don't know. It it was okay. I mm-hmm. um, I wasn't intrigued by it. Like as soon as like, we started watching it, and, like I got like ten minutes in, fifteen minutes in, I'm like, oh no. I was, I was intrigued. I I mean, like when I first started watching it, I'm like, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. And then like twenty minutes in, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Where is this going? <laughs> like. At the beginning, I was excited because I was, you know, was following that girl, like, getting a new job and going to the agency yeah. and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I like this. And then it, like, splits off and starts following this other girl. Instead, I'm like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Because it kept jumping between the three girls. And I'm like, they kind of know each other. <laughs> yeah, I was reading I was reading something about the, uh, um, the, the first story. Like, we watched All About Eve way back in January. Someone's like, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the whole thing was that it's like it's a whole, a whole all about eve situation because it's like the older lady who's like oh this girl's too talented get rid of her or she's not doing mm-hmm. that song because it sounds too good because she wants to be the best mm-hmm. one and it's like this mm-hmm. up-and-comer is trying to push her out of the way and stuff and, and then she gets a big break on a charity yeah. <laughs> fundraiser thing <laughs> yeah but it gets gets sought after yeah i it was all right um i definitely i'm not going to see the sequel <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's made by other people. But... Probably. 
But um, I gave Valley of the Dolls a six. I gave it a six and a half. Like okay. I said at the beginning, it started off good, and then it kind of like dragged on too long. And I think they're jumping. The whole jumping between three different peoples is getting a bit much. I'm like, I wish if you would have just stuck with one person or two. Mm-hmm. But even then, if you stuck with the two, I had a hard time telling them apart. Or at least so. like have them simultaneously. Like whereas like instead of seeing. 15 minutes of a chunk of person and then like it starts developing the story then you'd go elsewhere and i'm like you look away for five right. seconds you go wait where am i yeah especially when you get confused you're like wait is this the singer lady or not yeah but that's my opinion i'm sure a lot of yeah. people love, love this. but it still weirds me out because I, like i said i heard about this movie for like get referenced here and there like growing like in media and some of that and then they uh right it, the movie only got like a six out of ten on imdb so i'm like oh I but I think higher. it's more of the quote, because the quote is from something. Okay. They had a quote at the beginning of the movie, too, some about walking in the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, like, the rise to stardom and getting, yeah. Maybe they reference it because it's a thing that happens in Hollywood, not so much, like, the story itself. Right. Right. It's, like, the, just the, the, the words, meaning that, like, you be careful what you, you know, you might get everything you want, but it's not enough yeah. kind of thing. So that's Valley of the Dolls. Um, my V movie, I did, I'm just going to call it Valerian because the full title is really long. Valerian in the... Valerian and the City with a Thousand Planets or something like that. Yeah. Which confused me because going into the movie, I thought the city was called Valerian. Yeah. I did not realize that was the main character's name. <laughs> the only reason why I knew that was the main character's name was because um, at the comic shop, they had the the pop vinyls. Okay. And like like her was like, um, like Laura Lee, and his was just Valerian. I'm like, oh, so his name is Valerian. Okay. Because <laughs> the title makes me sound like makes it sound like that Valerian is the city of a thousand planets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, Oh, I don't know. What? Valerian. Are you telling oh, I was like, did I lose you? I'm trying, I'm trying to do the, I was trying to type it up in IMDB, but I'm broken. Um, so Valerian at the thousand planets is about this guy who's trying to be, I don't want to say he's trying to be a Han Solo type character because, the comic was written before Star Wars. Was it? I thought it was from the 80s. I thought it was from the 60s. Oh, I don't remember. I could be way off. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Comic. Um, this is a French comic based on... Yeah, from the 60s. Oh, okay. Um, so the main character is Valerian... And then his co-partner, uh, Loreline, um, they go and do stuff for this Federation-type ship. And um, I'm trying to remember exactly. Because there's so many plots in this movie. Yeah, I feel like, like it, it feels like a lot of short stories jammed together. Which, which if it was a comic book, they'd probably have a bunch of different arcs that right. jumped in. Yeah, It's like they tried to jam a lot into a short movie like a lot of these stories into one movie um but yeah this movie was made by the same guy who did uh fifth uh fifth element yep 
and this is the movie he's been wanting to do forever, but he knew that he didn't have the budget to do it. Yeah. Until now, and then he lost like a crap load of money on it. It's funny. So there's I was watching no sequel. Kristen, and uh, Kristen's like, if I didn't know this was made by the guy of Fifth Element, I would have been like, this looks like it was made by the guy who did Fifth Element. Yeah, it does. It definitely did. And then like Carrie never saw Fifth Element. I'm like, oh, oh, this is it's that's, better. That's way better. <laughs> it's better because yeah, this movie felt really long. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think because, okay, so they go to this planet to get <clears throat> this item. And it's this creature that can duplicate anything. So, like, you feed it to it, the creature, and then the creature, like, just basically poops out a million of whatever it ate. So it's a very sought-after item because you can, like you said, you can duplicate anything. But it came from a planet where they used it to replenish the the planet um with these pearls of energy type thing that mm-hmm. they would always like get it from the planet, these pearls, and then they would feed the creature and then replenish the planet. So they live in harmony and all this stuff, but the planet was destroyed and this creature ended up in random hands. So their job was to retrieve it and then bring it back. But then like, I don't think you guys should be having this. And then they find out the, some of the original members of this planet are still alive and um, then it just becomes like a a crazy but then like along the way there's all these other stories that are happening yeah, and she gets, gets separated and, 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 and oh, yeah, she, he gets lost yeah. and then she tries to go save her and then she gets kidnapped and then mm-hmm. Rihanna's there and okay so that's pretty much the movie um, the guy who plays Valerian I didn't care about his character at all no Loreline, I liked her character a lot. Yeah. Like, I feel like she was the main character because I would watch a whole movie with her if that guy wasn't in it. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> he was just like, I don't know. He's like pompous, but he was an idiot. And I don't know. Like I said, he was, he felt like he was trying to be um, Han Solo played by Keanu Reeves is what I felt like. Because he's like, whoa, what's going on? No, 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 no. Like, very Keanu Reeves type thing, but he was also trying to be badass, like Han Solo. Um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was I, funny I just I, didn't think it worked. I mentioned, like, it feels like he's trying to be uh, Milo, whatever, from uh, Heroes. <laughs> Which was a horrible actor. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he was in uh, Gilmore Girls, so Kristen's like, yeah, that is him. That <laughs> sounds just like him. <laughs> Or this is us, as he's yeah. now more famous known as. Um, he's still not a good actor. I don't know. Everybody on that show is not that good. He was a good actor though. in Gilmore Girls. See, I never watched Gilmore Girls. Because, I watched like the first episode, and that was it. But that, I think he played towards the strength of just being a whiny teenager. Yeah. So. Yeah, stop attacking the curtains. Yeah, and then there's also like so many. Char- like. The cantina scene in Star Wars, there's a lot of different aliens. This, like, had way more than that. There was, like, that whole sequence of just, like, a million different aliens showing up. Yeah. And, like, greeting peace and stuff. And then Rihanna's character. I enjoyed that part. I felt like she stayed in the glob thing more than she needed to be. Yeah. Because it's like, you got this great actress... Well, she's a singer, but she was good in this movie, yeah. I thought. And she's better looking at than the freaking creature the whole well, time. And it probably saved you. 
that, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, for money-wise, <laughs> oh, they could have saved a lot of money if they just had her, like, shift into that other form a couple times. Yeah. Because it's all reflective and see-through, and, like, that can't be cheap, man. <laughs> yeah, th- that's the biggest... There was so much, there was so much over-the-top CG that they could have trimmed a lot of it and saved a lot of money. Yeah, it's, that's my biggest gripe with this movie, other than the main actor I not, didn't like. But it was, like... Like, Fifth Element was mostly all, like, practical effects and stuff. This was just, mm-hmm. fuck practical effects. We have money, so we'll just dump it all into CGI. And it was, like... Right. I don't know. I was a little saddened by that aspect because every every alien, every alien was, like, CGI. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I didn't care for this too much. It was it, had, it was nice to have it in the, on in the background while I was playing Animal Crossing. because when i'd be like oh this is interesting okay they're talking now so i'll just listen (laughs) type thing but they had like a list of how many it was like over a hundred different types of aliens in this movie i was trying to find it but i can't find it now but Um, i don't know i gave valerian and this city about a thousand planets i gave it a six as well I gave it a seven. I enjoyed it. I just think it was a little too long and the main character could have been somebody else. Um, But I liked, like I said, I liked her character a lot. And whenever she was doing stuff in the movie, it was more entertaining. Um, I did enjoy the, when they were in the market and the other dimension. Yeah. That was neat. That was kind of cool. John Goodman. Um, Mm-hmm. I was like, that's John Goodman. I like look over IMDb. Yep, John Goodman. <laughs> he has like, a very distinct it's so voice. So weird how I could pinpoint yeah, pinpoint voices like that. Um but yeah, Valerian, the city of a thousand planets. Um Yeah, I gave that a seven. Alright, so then your W movie. My W movie was World War Z. Um which came out a long time ago. I bought the three D version because Make me exchange on a business like five years ago, but um, I watched. The, did you watch the unrated version as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, I watched the yeah the unrated. I watched the unrated version. Um, I read the book. And oh yeah, this is not like that. No, because the book is like a bunch of um, uh, interviews with people that experience zombies in real okay. life. Okay, and like during situations okay. like oh like we like in this small little Af- this little small little island. Like zombies, and then they they took care of themselves and just covered it up, or like found ways to cover it up and and whatever. Um, A lot of army type scenarios and stuff like that. So I'm sure this is where one of the stories came from for this movie. Um, Yeah, because the guy who wrote this movie said that he basically wrote a movie, right? Wrote this movie as if it would fit in with that book, but it's not from the book. Yeah. And a lot of people got mad because it's like, this isn't the book. Like, yeah, but it's in the same theme. Yeah, because there is. one of the stories in that book that is a person that gets separated from their like, like battalion or whatever, like, or, you know, group. And mm-hmm. then she's like, he or she, I can't remember, was making their way through the forest, like trying to hide from the zombies and they're trying to get to checkpoint the certain checkpoints so they can get lifted out of there in a helicopter. Uh, Something I that it is like army related, but uh, in the movie world war Z Brad Pitt's character He's sort of retired from doing government work. I don't know if they mm-hmm. really went too deep into what he was. I know they said he worked for um, 
I think it was like special forces or something. It was special forces? Because I remember when he was he got kid not kidnapped but like held at gunpoint. They contacted the they contacted embassy. Yeah, the embassy, but they said they set a specific branch. And yeah. It was like I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um, he he used to he used to uh, work for the government as like some sort of a special ops type. Person. It wasn't like MI six or anything like that, right? No, 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 no. It was like. I don't want to say it, was, it wasn't like the CDC, but it was something sort of like, similar to that. Um, like, well, I, CDC is where they end up. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of that. Um, or that, no, that was the World Health Organization, but which is kind of like CDC. Yeah, former United Nations employee. It says. Oh, so he's in the UN. Yeah, yeah. but I can't remember who he talks to. Um, whatever. But anyways, um, he used to work for them. And then a whole bunch of shit started going down where zombies were infiltrating cities and stuff. And then he's like, whoa, I need to get airlifted out of here. I need help. And like, well, you got to come back and work for us. Then he's like, okay, fine. My family is important. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they... They just, try to find, like, uh, Subject Zero. Yeah. So they can try to, like, come up with a vaccine. Yeah. So they can like, yeah, work backwards and get back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he has to go and retrieve this guy who is, like, the leading guy in, like, medical research, medicine research type uh-huh. stuff. So they're going to grab that guy and then go try to find where Subject Zero is. So then that guy can create a vaccine. Yeah. And, and then just... they basically are jumping around a lot of the movie trying. is seeing them in in helicopters and airplanes and trains. going from one location <laughs> yeah. to another full of zombies yeah um but i mean it was entertaining it was an, it was it was decently actioned I, I expected it to have a lot more like just gunning down zombies than it did because they made a video game based off this movie and basically yeah. people say it's like kind of a clone of left for dead where it's just waves of zombies and you gotta like just survive mm. um which kind of intrigued me because people said it's fun but also some people said it's dumb but i know a lot of i can't imagine many uh games based off of movies based off of books there are that are good <laughs> i was gonna say i can name a couple oh that are good yeah I yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean even games based off of the movie that were based off a of game suck yeah I, I I don't know I it was intriguing enough that I was fine watching it. Um, I again I, I think it felt like Brad Pitt wasn't putting as much effort into this role, but at the same time it worked, if that makes sense. But he, yeah, he was an executive producer on this movie though too, so I think he really wanted to make it because he liked the book. I think I think I heard that. Yeah, a lot of people liked the book at the time. Yeah, because I remember... Uh, this came out in 2013. Yeah, I remember um, I listened to a Rooster Teeth podcast years back, and the Alamo Draft House did a screening of the movie, and Brad Pitt was there, like, talking about it, too. So people got to see Brad Pitt just talking about World War Z for the premiere and stuff. So got to I mean, read this book at some point. I have it. Yeah. So... Because I heard the book's really good. It's, it's, it's a bunch of short stories, yeah. Well, the funny thing is the guy who wrote that book... Wrote a Minecraft novel. Yeah, and I read that, and it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's um, I read the Zombie Survival Guide for a book club once, and that's very actually like, it's, it's satire, like a guide, but it's real. It's really well thought out. 
I have the survival, the zombie survival guide, and I started reading it. I'm like, this just feels like an actual guide. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just sit from beginning to end and read it. Yeah. I feel like you want to jump around. But that, yeah, I think I think the audiobook is actually. I listened to the Red, by Brad Pitt. No, I think it's actually written by, like, because it's an interview style type, like in the okay, like so it's like a guy just. I think it actually is Max Brooks doing the in between, okay. and then the story is read by other people, and I th- want to say I thought like Rob Reiner or like someone like did one of the stories, mm-hmm. and stuff like that because Max Brooks is um, Mel Brooks's son. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. That's why it's weird that he's like writing these like sort of parody type books because it's like it's kind of a parody of a real survival guide but it's for zombies but yeah max brooks yeah but um what i oh what i give this movie i gave it i gave it a six and a half i gave world war z a six and a half i thought it felt really long and kind of boring at parts especially the end i thought was dumb i kind of ended Um, too fast for me yeah like it was just a lot of jumping around. We're here. Oh, we can't give you what you want. All right, now we got to leave here, and now we're going here. Um, so I gave World War Z a five and a half. Okay. I mean, I would say I, I do enjoy zombie movies here and there, but it's so oversaturated. And, but it's kind of nice seeing, because um, I hate the post-apocalyptic stuff, like where the world is like fucked, and then they're like, hey, we just live in these slums that are safe from the zombies and stuff like that. But like I liked it. That it was in real time, like not real time, but like current day, where like mm-hmm. the world hasn't ended yet. Um, so like that aspect of it, and it was like them like actively trying to search for a cure instead of just like running from zombies the entire time, which I feel like mm-hmm. most zombie movies are just them barricading themselves in a house and then fighting them off. Like the first chunk of the movie, where it's like super fast paced, yeah, running from zombies and yeah. Oh my god! I was like, if the whole movie's like this, I'm gonna get seasick. <laughs> yeah, I I'm intrigued to see what the 3D version is like, but I'm gonna wait a while before I even thinking about watching it because I'm like, yeah, I I watched it. I'm good for now. I'm good for a while. <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to watch it in 3D because I was kind of bored. But anyway, uh, my W movie was War of the Roses. Yeah. Which is funny because every time I said the title, like the Faith Hill song "Bed of Roses" popped in my head, and I replaced it with "War of Roses." Uh-huh. I don't need no "War of Roses." Um, so "War of the Roses" is a movie about this couple. It shows them how they meet at the beginning of the movie, and then they get married and get this giant mansion, and uh, she spends her life like making the mansion look nice and um, getting it to exactly how they want it to be and stuff like that. And then once she gets done, she's like, now what? Now what do I do? So then she wants to start her own business because she's a good cook. Um, but he's like, oh, you don't have to. I'm making the money for everybody. You don't need to do that. But she's like, yeah, but I got nothing to do. And I want to do something and make some money for myself. And he gets, like, you know, mad and well, she's he like, he doesn't so, so much get mad. He just kind of shrug, shrugs her off. Like, he right. Because he's more focused off, on. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he, he's more focused on his own stuff. He doesn't care about hers because she's like, oh, I got this contract. Can you look at it? And he like weeks later, he still hasn't read it. And she's like, I'm just it's going to be fine. And he's like, no, I'll read it. And then they get into a little tiff. Um, and she gets mad because he's so focused on himself that she's like, you don't care about me at all. 
she's like, and then she's like, and then I, every time I think about you and whatever you do, you just piss me off. Um, so then they want to like get a divorce, but he doesn't want to divorce her because it's bad for his image and all this stuff. Um, and she's like, but I can't stand living with you. But then they fight over the house because she found the house. But he's like, but I paid for the house. She's like, I made the house what it is. He's like, you money. wouldn't have been able to do that without my <laughs> money. Um, so then it gets to a point where they both are living under the same roof while they're getting divorced. And things just start escalating. Like, they just keep pissing each other off more and more. And it starts getting to the point where they start destroying each other's shit and sabotaging each other's lives. And it escalates quite, quite far toward the end of the movie. Um, I was not expecting it to go in the direction it went. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the, the Danny DeVito part, I understand he made this movie, but like the intro and like this, the, intermediate parts where he's explaining stuff and at the end of the movie like i could have done without that yeah it just seemed really forced monologue um but overall i thought it was a, a good movie yeah it was when we first started watching it kristen thought it was she's like is this like a sequel to are these the same characters as yeah, like romancing the stone and stuff because it's like the same. This three movie did characters. come out after that. Yeah, I'm sure that it's because everyone's like, we liked that movie, so do more of the three of you. He's, and Danny was like, I have no part in this except for I'll be the lawyer. <laughs> so then, I'll, yeah, like I'll bookend it. I think it. he was the director of this movie. Danny Vito directed this movie, so it's probably him that came up and said, "Hey, we should do this movie." I'm like, "Oh, let's get these other two. Okay. Um. Yeah, I forgot Danny Vito was in those two. Yeah. yeah. He was just, just like Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. I'm like, wow, they like doing a lot of movies together. Yeah, and then Danny Vio got shoehorned into the second one for some dumb reason. Yeah, he did not need to be in the sequel. <laughs> Neither of them did. <laughs> but, I don't know. It, 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 it was like entertaining, but also at the same time it was kind of uncomfortable because it's just like... Mm-hmm just watching them like because she made the house a ho- into a home where he would have just been like mm-hmm. yeah I, I bought it and she's like but she did it just all the, build of stuff yeah yeah it's just she just like put the hard work into it and some of that and like and like yeah he was being a dick and you're like this isn't a good relationship and then you're like watching them fight you're like yeah this is it like got uncomfortable to me at times where i'm like right okay and then she the freaking but it's meant to be a learning lesson yeah like listen to your spouse yeah. or like listen to your significant other and actually like pay attention to them. Um, otherwise you might lose them kind of thing. Cause yeah. that was her main issue is she's like, everything I do, you don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like you're caring more about yourself than us. Um, but at the end of the movie, you find out he does care about her, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess, but freaking yeah, chandelier I, part. Yeah, it's just that was insane. I the part that I was like, I had to cringe at when he's like, they're I think they're up in the attic or something like that, and then she's like, because he like he always wanted to like sex from her and stuff like that, and she's like, well, oh, and then like she like pulls his pants down, whatever, like oh okay, and then she just bites his dick. And I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun to watch. Or like the part where he's pissing in the fish. Yeah, <laughs> it like. They were, they got very childish. Yeah, they did. Um, um, I gave War of the Roses a seven and a half. 
I gave it a six and a half. Yeah. So it was okay. Yeah. So those are our movies we watched with the letters. With the letters. Letterbox. <laughs> I don't know how we want to do this. Do I just want to go through all the Friday movies? <laughs> sure. So it's going to be like almost all my movies that from this month. Yeah. But well, you watched them all too, so it's like too. we can talk about. Yeah. So I get kind of annoyed because like one through eight of Friday the Thirteenth is like part two, part three, but then the fourth one doesn't call it part four. Yeah. And then you got part five, part six, part seven, part eight. I'm like, why did you not call that one part four? Because that was supposed to supposed be to be the, the last final. One. Yeah. Right. And then the the fans were like, "No, we want more, we want more." And the studio's like, "Hey, make us more money." Which I don't understand because Part Four came out the same year as Part Five. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I'm guessing Part Four came out at the beginning of the year, and then the second Maybe. one came out at the end. But yeah, because I was like looking at the years, I'm like, okay, in 1980, 81, 82, and then Part Four was in 84, so they skipped 83. Well. The first one existed, and then the second one, like, well, we have to follow up with a movie that, like, makes more sense to that. And then the third one, they're like, 3D's big, so let's just toss them mm-hmm. there. And they're like, all right, that's enough, enough gimmicks. We're going to end this character. And then everyone's like, this is the best one. <laughs> and the studio's like, why would you stop making these? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so the first movie, I mean, if you don't know anything about Friday the 13th, this first movie is going to confuse you. Um, well, you should mention the reason why we're watching this in November instead of like August. Oh, because August well, August thirteenth is Jason. Uh, Jason. No, it was June. Was it June? June thirteenth to summer camp. Oh, maybe. I th- why did I think it was August thirteenth? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was June or July. I'm looking it up. <laughs> pretty sure it was born June thirteenth. It is June thirteenth. Um. Yeah, because, well, they came out with this collection box set that has all the movies. Um, they did re, I don't, I don't want to say re-rips, but um, they basically did two, two, 2K renditions of it. Um, not 4K, but 2K. They took the original film and they re-released it with better picture and audio. Um, the third one, they finally released on Blu-ray 3D. Um, and then a couple of them had the uncut versions, like the first movie, they had the uncut version of it, um, as well as some of the other movies, uh, Jason, oh yeah, Jason goes to hell and yeah, the first one, but yeah, this has the entire Friday 13th run as well as the Jason movies and then the remake. So I decided to watch them all and November has a Friday the 13th. I figured it was more fitting to watch it since we were going through all the the horror movies in October. Mm. We're like, eh, we'll hold these ones off until November so we don't like overload with how many movies you watched. Because um, I know you watched what was it, part five? I watched part four. Part four. Part four. Uh, last month. Yeah, I watched it in October, but then I just said I'll wait till this month to, re- to review it. So Friday the 13th, uh, the story is that this little kid, Jason Voorhees, was at summer camp, and he is kind of deformed and stuff, so like he got made fun of a lot. Um, but he was out in the lake swimming, even though he doesn't know how to swim, and he drowns. 
and because all of the camp counselors are, you know, making out with each other and getting high and, you know, having fun, not paying attention to the kids swimming. So Jason dies in the lake. I don't know. I guess I can, can spoil it, right? Sure. It's been 40 years. <laughs> um, so the first movie, Jason's mother is pissed and just goes crazy and starts killing the counselors because of her son's death um, and blames them. Like you could have saved him and blah, 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 blah. So she's going around killing all these counselors. And I think in the flashback, uh, in the flashback, like she kills them. Like, I think the, the two of them, the year that, that Jason drowned. And then it's like years later. Like, Oh yeah. Did you right. On his birthday. Yeah. Like, but you, yeah. A couple years later when they're like, did you hear about what happened? <laughs> right. So she keeps coming back every once in a while to, kill counselors yeah i guess like a a horror movie like a horror movie trope um so then at the end of this movie she gets killed by getting her head decapitated but jason saw this happen because he's apparently still alive so that leads us into the second movie where jason sees his mom get decapitated and gets pissed off at the counselors and then just starts killing all the counselors because he's mad that his mom died so that's the second movie. I'm just going to go through them all and then we can rate them after. Yeah. Um, and then part three, like Scott said, is like, oh, we'll do another Jason movie, but we'll do 3D effects. So they did like the whole like yo-yo to the camera that's and it. juggling at it. And there's a couple cool scenes because um, I watched this in 3D. Okay. There's like a scene where the snake jumps at the camera. But you can see this the guy's wires. head. Yeah, this well the same with the guy who gets his head squeezed and his eyeball pops out. Yeah, you can kind of see the wire in that too. And then there's like the harpoon gets shot out the gun at the camera <clears throat> and stuff like that. Is it, is but juggling too, is he juggling in that one? Yeah, there's juggling. <laughs> um, so they did a lot of fun stuff with 3D. Um, I guess this is like new 3D um, th- effects that they were like a new type of camera that did 3D. So the guy who did it is like, yeah, let's have fun. Let's really do 3D that people haven't seen before. Because this was like a huge part of the the 3D coming back. Um, and then this movie well, the, is the, the one where but number three, Jason gets his mask. But number three is... yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. So number three is where he gets his <laughs> hockey mask. So the first one wasn't even him. The second one, he's got like a burlap sack. And then this one, he finally gets the mask. I, I do like how it, getting the mask wasn't a part of his story at all. It was literally just like the the kids that went to the like the. I just need something to cover my face because it's ugly. Yeah, well, it was like he had a yeah he had a sack on the second one, but then the third one is like that one kid who's like ugly and like always eats chocolate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like he's trying to hit on this girl, but he's always like just scaring the kids. So then he's wearing a hockey Shelly. mask. Or sorry, the the people that are aged, the teenagers and stuff, whatever. But he like jumps out at them with this hockey mask on, and like to scare them. And then later, after he kills the the, the nerdy guy, like they're like, oh, there he is with the mask again. And you're like, nope, that's that's Jason. But then like, <laughs> and then he just keeps that mask forever, right? And becomes a part of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was funny because I watched a little bit of the making of for this one because mm-hmm. the the nerdy guy, his character's name is Shelley. Yeah. And they're like, we can't have the nerdy kid hook up with anybody. And he's trying to, like, you know, he's, like, hitting it off with this one girl in the movie, but they never 
it never goes anywhere because yeah. the directors and stuff are like, no, no one would believe that the, the nerdy kid could get the hot girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the 3D one. And then the fourth one, which is just called The New Chapter. Um, oh my God, what is this? The New Chapter is th- th- the final chapter. Oh, final chapter. Sorry, I was reading <laughs> four and five. New yeah. Beginnings, final chapter. Um, so number 12. Oh, my 12th movie I watched. Um, yeah, so Friday the 13th, the final chapter. This is the one that has uh, little... Uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah, I was just say a little Crispin Glover. <laughs> you you explain this one since you watched it last month. Um, uh, basically a, a bunch. It's it's sort of the same principle where, cat don't attack the microphone. Um, it's the same principle where like a bunch of people like go up to the cat the 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 lake and hang out and and do a lot of stuff up there. But then uh, a bunch of all right, cat. I'm sorry. You can't be on the podcast anymore. Because Corey Feldman uh, <laughs> plays Tommy. Yeah. He comes back in other movies. Yes. But he's a little kid, and he lives near the camp. Yeah. And he can see all the stuff that's going on in there. And he gets all excited because they're making out and skinny dipping and stuff. <laughs> There's that scene where he's just jumping on the bed. He's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. <laughs> and then it just made me laugh. I'm like, how many roles does, like, Corey Feldman play when he's like a little kid that just gets excited about stuff because there's like this in Gremlins. Yeah. And I was, that was like, I think I mentioned that when we watched the movie. I'm like, so his character just like likes to sit on the bed and just go, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's how he became popular. But yeah, this was, this was uh, supposed to be the final Friday or the final Friday. Um, but, and then, uh, because at the end, Tommy Jarvis, uh, kills or the mother i think the mother kills one of them kills him with his own machine because well, he like at the end of the movie he like shaves his head and tries to look like yeah. jason yeah after yeah he tries to look like a young little because the second movie they tried to um she pretends to be her, his mother yeah by putting her sweater and on then this one he yeah and then this one he's pretending to be little jason yeah but then they end up like. They didn't fully understand how that would work. <laughs> Wait, I'm me and you're me. Yeah, but he like chops him in the side of the head with like his machete, and you're like this is the final Friday. That's it. We're done it's with done. this now. But this is one of the my no, favorite chapter. scenes where, um, someone like hides under the bed, and then like they look and go, they hear Jason leave. Also, they look and go, oh, I don't see him anymore. And they come from under the bed, and he's standing on a chair in the corner, and then the chair just breaks, and he falls to the floor. I don't know why I just love that so much. He's like, "I'm gonna be sneaky. I'm gonna stand in this chair." And then like, and then as soon as he moves, the chair just buckles from underneath him. So it's like the one drop he had on that girl. Like he loses it because he fell off a chair. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that one. The new beginnings. Yeah. Your your favorite Crispin Glover dance. As in the final. Whoops. The final chapter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the Crispin Glover dance. Okay, so then Friday Thirteenth Part Five is called The New Beginning. Yeah, and this one follows Tommy, and he goes to like this retreat of sorts for kids, like troubled teens. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a mental institution of sorts. Yeah, it's um, it because it, his mother went crazy, right? Like, and that's why she can't take care of him. Mm-hmm. I think like she was in a hospital because she went crazy. And uh, and he was like 
troubled because of the, the issues that happened in number four. And everyone says that wasn't true. Well, no, they know that he killed Jason. Yeah. They're not, they're not questioning that. But he, th- he thinks, um, he thinks that he's going to come back and no one believes that he's going to come back. He's like, no, right. he's dead. And he's like, no, he's, he's watching us. <laughs> so in this movie, like Tommy is just quiet and to himself and just is there because he's afraid and scarred like PTSD pretty much. Yeah. Makes um, sense. And then he's in a camp with these other girls who have problems. There's the one that's like the nympho and stuff like that. So this one takes place still at Crystal Lake, right? They just refer- returned it. They just turned it into like a rehab. No, it's type just, thing. it's nearby or it's near. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was still the camp or if it was like just nearby because I think yeah, I want to say I think I think the barn at the end of this movie was referenced in one of the earlier movies. Because number three had the barn as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it's but, it's just it's a thing that's nearby because then they remember they leave for a while with the the girls mm-hmm. take them out and stuff, or the girl takes them out. Yeah. So this one, I'm not going to spoil this one. But um, everyone, yeah. So that's pretty much this one. Is it's a lot of these are, are similar aspects where people just start getting killed by Jason. Yeah. But the elements are different. Like so, this one's not a camp. This one is like yeah. But um, I, for I, troubled kids, I love the main character that gets killed right away. Just like walk around like, hey, I everybody... just smearing chocolate on everything. <laughs> I, I can help with your laundry. I'm really good at making laundry. And then like they just yeah, he's just hands covered in chocolate then he goes to the guy chopping wood boy you're doing a good job chopping wood I could, i'd help you can have my candy bar if you want and then he puts it down and the guy's just pissed off and just chops the candy bar in half with an axe he's like fine we i'm not gonna give you any more candy <laughs> like that character yeah this guy was nuts like he i was like i'm gonna get sick of this guy real fast but then he gets murdered so it didn't matter <laughs> immediately the first first death of the movie. I'm like, okay, good. I don't know how much I could handle this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that brings us to Six. Uh, part five. That was that was part five. That was five. Oh yeah, it's part six. New blood. Uh, Jason. Jason lives. Oh, Jason lives. Sorry, I was getting new blood. Jason lives. And, yeah. So Jason lives. Tommy. Uh, is still freaking out about Jason and they decide he's going to prove that Jason's still alive by digging up his coffin and show that he's not in there. But then when he digs him up, he's in there, but gets struck by lightning yeah. and comes back to life. Yes. <laughs> Cause that's how it works. Uh-huh. Uh, so then the rest of the movie is, him telling everybody Jason's back Jason's back he's gonna kill us all and they're like no Jason's dead and no one believes that Jason is dead um but he's going around trying to tell people hey no he is he's back and like you were in a mental institution um we all saw him die and buried him he's he's dead so this whole movie is and then you got the 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 campers and stuff who are you know the returning doing the normal camp stuff and getting killed while well, he's running around town with the cops trying to arrest him and all that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think this, this one, I was saying, I think in this one, like the, the camp has finally changed. This to something else. I could be wrong. 
like it's still Camp Crystal Lake, but they changed it because of the um, because of the all the bad things that happened over the years. Because this is like right. this is the first time like reopening the camp. Um. After it's Camp Forest Green, I don't know if that's. Oh yeah, they changed the name, so it's not Crystal Lake anymore. I don't remember. What, I don't remember. What, I think this is the movie. But I could be wrong. Yep, the camp renamed remained closed. Until, this is like chronological order of the time within the movies. Because says the camp remained closed mm-hmm. until 1990, when it was renamed Camp Forest Green. This time, it was Jason himself, recently resurrected by Tommy Jarvis, who prevents the reopening with another massacre of the counselors. Yeah, yeah. This is this was my favorite one. Of all yeah, of them. <laughs> this is yeah. This is one of my favorites. Like four and six are my favorites. It seemed like there was more of a plot because you had one guy go run around trying to warn everybody and no one took him seriously. Yeah, and the sheriff just chasing killing people. And the sheriff is like, "You're just causing a ruckus," and they try to lock him up. And then the sheriff they believe da- that he's the one killing everybody. Yeah, and then the sheriff's daughter like believes Tommy. So there's that whole debacle of her like helping him out and her dad's like you can't do this and yeah plus it's one of the right. coolest ways to to take out jason <laughs> um so then we got part seven that's new blood right yeah this is new blood this is my version of carrie versus jason yeah this is the one that reminds me of the scud disposal assassin issue yeah yeah. <laughs> so this one is about this girl who had a traumatized past and when she gets really angry things start moving and shake. Oh, she had a fight she like accidentally kills her dad at the beginning of the movie by like cuz she's getting pissed off at him and then the whole deck col- or dock collapses on him. Yeah. While she's out in the boat. Um and now she comes back when she's older with the psychiatrist to try to confront her fears and her past. And she has like telekinesis or telekinetic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to help her. But then later in the movie, you realize that he just wants her to amplify her powers yeah. because he can write a book or something and get famous. Here's um, the thing. If you're going to put a psychiatrist in a horror movie, there's a 95% chance they're going to be, they're going to be the bad guy. <laughs> Right, right. So while she's doing her, you know, treatments and stuff like that, she accidentally resurrects Jason from the bottom of the lake. Yeah, because she feels bad because her dad is down there. Because her dad's down there. And she's like, come back. And then Jason's like, I heard that. All right, I'll come back. Yeah. So then, yeah, while this is happening, like, the neighbors, I'm guessing this is still the, like, the neighbors are at the camp, right? I mean, it's it's like a rental. It's on a lake, right. so I think it's... Um... Still on the same lake, Yeah. but she's trying to be normal and stuff, so she wants to hang out with the, the, the people in the cabin next door, oh, and her mom's encouraging it, um, saying, yeah, you got to get out and meet people, and blah, 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 and the doctor's like, no, you're here for, you know, to help yourself, and, like, those people in the next cabin start getting killed by Jason, and she's like, Jason's back, and they're like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Um... And then, yeah, the final showdown of Carrie versus Jason, pretty much. Which, this movie, like, when Jason takes his mask, when his mask comes off, is the coolest-looking Jason underneath all the movies. Um, You're all snarly and everything. 
Right, because well, it's like he doesn't have a nose anymore. He's like almost like a skeleton type. Because all the fish, face. all the fish ate his bits off when he's underwater. Yeah, yeah, because he wasn't wearing the mask when he was underwater. He was. It was just on. Was he? Yeah. That was just the mask was underwater with him, and he grabs it as he comes out. Oh, I thought he. I thought it was under there with him. I thought he was wearing it because there's a part where in, um, at the end of the sixth one where like she turns the 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 what's called boat motor and it chops off a chunk of the it chips off a chunk of the mask right here oh, okay so like there's like the the cool thing is like there's a there's yeah like, from the like, axe from the axe from like the number three there's a a, a chip out of those Shitty. mask from it no, was an accident from number three when he hits him in the mask right but he, like each time he gets attacked those marks are still on the mask yeah because in in yeah because when he, he gets in the shed in number four he doesn't have the mask on Um, oh yeah, that's right. His mask was off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was new blood, which that was like the second one I ever, like the very first Friday 13th movie I saw was number five. So as a number, See, I don't remember, I remember I watched them in a weird order, but this is like the one I remembered the most. Yeah. I think it was in high school or middle school when like they, on TNT, they had like two two Freddy mo- or two Jason movies because of Friday thirteenth and they play number five and number seven. <laughs> and like to me those are like two of the weakest ones at that point. <laughs> because it's like, hey, number five But now they're like the strongest oh uh, not the strongest, but yeah. Yeah, but at the first time I watched it I didn't understand the whole like thing that was going on in number five. And then <laughs> Right, because we didn't see any of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, because the first one I saw I'm like, okay yeah, they took the mask off. Okay. Yep. That's what he looks like underneath. And then I went, oh. <laughs> well, I remember because we recorded them on from TNT or TBS or whatever it was. And they didn't play them in order. So we watched them like completely out of order. Okay. And then they were like edited for TV as well. Yeah. Um, and then I remember the tape ran out. So I never got to see Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. Because I had the opening credits and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, number eight. Yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, right, yeah. Jason takes Manhattan. This is the first time I've seen this movie. Yeah, I remember liking it a lot, and then when we watched it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" This is a, even though this is eighty nine, it's still a very nineties movie because this is like basically the start of the nineties. Yeah. Um, even though this came out in eighty nine, it felt like a nineties movie watching it. Um. So this movie, okay, so the only thing I knew about this movie is everyone making fun of the fact that it's Jason Takes Manhattan, but it should just be called Jason's on a Boat. Yeah. Because he's not even in Manhattan. I was surprised at how much he was in Manhattan by the time, because for how many times everyone says, he's never in Manhattan. I'm like, he is for a good chunk. For the last, like, maybe half hour, maybe. But it was, in my mind, it was still more than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For how many, like, that's the one thing I knew about it is he's hardly in New York. Yeah. He's on a boat the whole time. Um, so this movie, they're doing, like, they're graduating high school, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so they're doing their high school graduation party on this, like, kind of like a cruise ship, like a small cruise ship. Um, and and it's on Crystal Lake, somehow going to New York from Crystal Lake. So they must be attached somehow. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. <clears throat> people, so you get a bunch of the different cliques from the 
from the high school. You got the kid who's like filming everything because he's in the AV club. You got the girl who's the rocker and the jock and all that stuff. And, um, <laughs> and then, yeah, Jason's on the boat. It just starts killing them off one by one um, until they get to New York. And then, yeah, they have the final fight at in Manhattan, which was kind of funny because it's like the guys are like beat like have the jukebox and doing like the dances and stuff on the sidewalk and chilling with their music and then Jason just goes by and it like breaks their boombox or something and they all get pissed and he like, he walks by and they're like yeah whatever and he turns and just lifts his mask and they're like okay okay we're we're fine yeah they like they want to fight him and stuff and then he just shows his face like oh uh, which is supposed to be funny because we knew him as this character and they have no idea who he is. Um, yeah. The ending didn't make sense. Like how they killed him. No, they, it, it, because that was the, the, the sewer thing, right? Right. But why was there toxic waste? It apparently flushes through every, every night at that time. <laughs> why? Don't that know. can't be real. I don't know. Cause the thing is like, the, that's the thing that made me like, what are you kids doing down here? This toxic waste flushes through here each night at this time. And then the guy, like, the guy barely get the worker, like, oh, that's right, he doesn't get out. But, like, they're like, eh, fuck it, whatever, we'll just flush it. Like, how, why did they let a worker down there, like, five minutes before toxic waste gets flushed through? And also, the I g- just don't, the ghost. Okay, out of a movie who about a killer who keeps coming back to life, the toxic waste flushing through the storm sewers makes less sense. Yeah, that, that's. Than- and also, that seems like a thing to just empower a, a supernatural being is more toxic waste. Because we've seen so many things like Turtles and, Turtles and Toxic Avenger and RoboCop. That toxic waste makes them more powerful. Right. Yeah, so that was Jason Takes Manhattan. And apparently there's supposed to be a story that was supposed to come out that links Jason Takes Manhattan to Jason Goes to Hell. Because we're supposed to know what happened. Like, how did... He, what happened after the toxic waste stuff? Yeah, to the start of Jason goes to hell because uh-huh. that's not really explained. <laughs> so like I reread my comics, I'm like maybe it's in the comics because someone said something about they're going to do a comic release that links those. Okay, um, and they never did, I guess, because yeah, I read them and it didn't happen. I did. I did like how I was reading the um, the Jason Voorhees. Uh, Wikipedia, and yeah. I like how so far there's been eight movies, and uh, mm-hmm. they have a thing for like his birth date, June thirteenth, nineteen forty six. Gender male, status deceased, cause of death, uh, drowned in Camp Crystal Lake, which is a flashback, and then mm-hmm. repeatedly hit with a machete by Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> so like from so technically like he died when he was a kid, and then he died in the fourth movie. So the first, mm-hmm. the second and third, he didn't die. Right. And then the next one that he died was, uh, in Jason goes to hell. So like he didn't die in six or seven or eight. Right. Like, I just like that factor. Like, Oh, they stop him at the end of each movie. He dies once every four movies. <laughs> yeah. They stop him, but they didn't kill him at the end of each movie. Yeah. Cause according to this, he only died, um, one, two, three four five times out of 11 movies (laughs) 
And one of them was twice in one movie. It was Jason X. <laughs> we'll get to Jason X in a sec here. First, we're going to do Jason Goes to Hell, which was one of my favorites when I was younger. And now it's my least favorite. <laughs> but um, the original title of this movie was going to be called Friday the 13th Part 9, The Black Heart of Jason. <laughs> um, but instead, it's called Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. Um, yeah, for some reason, the essence of Jason is in his heart. So unless, in order to stop Jason, you have to kill the heart. With a magical um, dagger? With a magical dagger that from somebody in your family. Yeah, that's what has to be related to Jason. Um, yeah, so the, at the beginning of this movie, they have a giant like SWAT team type situation where they take out Jason, they kill him, and they bring his body to a morgue. And then the mortician eats his heart and becomes Jason. Yeah. Because now Jason can switch bodies as long as the heart's in him. Because um, the heart is where his power is, I guess. It must have been where it was struck by lightning. Um, yeah, that's, I think, that must have been where he, he did get stabbed in the chest and then get struck by lightning. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. I, I was wrong. It did there did, it does have two, uh, two deaths in this movie. I, I missed that because he was blown to bits by the FBI because they didn't just shoot mm-hmm. him. They fucking, like, yeah, they... shot him with probably a thousand rounds and then <laughs> then shot, like, a rocket at him. So, okay, so my question, at the beginning of this movie, you see this girl, like, in the house taking a shower and all this stuff and then just runs and Jason's chasing her. Like, so your plan was to lure him while wearing just a towel? Yeah. Like... And then you still seem surprised, even though this was your mission. Yeah, I, maybe to confuse him. I don't right. know. Right. I think it was to confuse us watching, um, because they're like, "Oh, we know what we're watching," and then it changes and like, "Oh, you got us as the viewer." Um, <laughs> you got us. She was an agent and luring him into the spot where they could blow him up. Um, also, I do. Lo- I love how like '90s that is, where it's like. Hey, we got to get one of the hot female like FBI agents, and it's like we're gonna have this whole house in surveillance. And then she's like, "I'm naked, taking a shower." You're like, "Are you just gonna let? Like, are you just gonna be like, hey, do you wanna do this undercover thing? But all of us are gonna see you naked. Is that okay?" Yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? I was just watching. I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? Right. Like. I mean, when you're originally watching it for the first time, you're not thinking that stuff. But yeah. then it's like once you realize that, that it was a whole undercover operation, you're like, wait, that makes it really creepy and wrong. Yeah, I mean, like when they do like the the you know sex ring uh, undercover jobs, like with the police, they don't just go, hey, here's our female officers. You have to get completely naked before uh, before you can bust the guys. You know, right? Like I heard someone say online was like, yeah, if you want to make sure, uh, like if you want to make sure like to check to see if you're being undercover, like the sex worker you're, you're hiring is actually undercover cop first offer to pay to take naked pictures of them because the police won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's... I'm sure there's a lot of the sex workers who won't allow it either though. You can't take pictures of me. Yeah. Who knows? All right. So that was the, the Jason goes to hell. The end of that hints at the Freddy versus Jason. 
um, movie that was in like purgatory forever yeah. at that point. The script changed. Because this movie came out in 93. Yeah. This came out in 93. 20 years later is when we finally got the <laughs> Freddy versus Jason because it went through so many script changes and yeah. stuff. Like it's true. Um, they had the script and then they got leaked. And then the script mm-hmm. and they had, got leaked and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because I remember that was like 98, 99 that the script was online. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember uh, hearing that in school. So I don't like, know if I still have it. I did have it for did a while, you? but I didn't want to read it because I didn't want to be like ruined because I didn't want to know the ending before I watched the movie. Yeah, because like, I remember one of the uh, theories was that like Freddy Krueger like, molested little kids and Jason Voorhees was one of the kids that he molested or something like that, but he was like, he's oh, a wow. or yeah. something, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder where. Does it ever say where Elm Street is? I want to say Iowa. Because that's quite a distance if you consider, like, Crystal Lake is New York, New Jersey area. Yeah. Um, Especially when they make Jason walk that whole whole distance. You're Um, going to Elm Street now, Jason. We're kind of skipping a. Jason and X though right now. Yeah, well chronologically though we're we're doing. Oh yeah, we can do that. Uh, Jason, Freddy versus Jason. Then we'll talk about <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, so basically Freddy makes Jason go to Elm Street to kill people. Ohio, because then people. Ohio. It's, it's Springwood, Ohio. A fictitious town called Springwood, okay. Ohio, is where Nightmare on Elm Street takes place. That's not nearly as bad as Iowa, but it's still a distance. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Other side of Illinois. Yeah. So Freddie convinces Jason to go to Elm Street to kill people. And then the cops are like, oh, no, Freddie's back. And Freddie gets his power from fear. Yeah. So if you're scared of Freddie, he gets stronger. So the whole Freddie sends Jason there. So people start getting afraid of Freddie again so he can come back and start killing again. <clears throat> but then Jason starts taking things into his own hands and Freddie gets pissed. So then we got the whole Freddie versus Jason thing. <laughs> Um, and the teenagers are like, Hey, let's lure Freddie to crystal Lake because then Jason has home field advantage. Yeah. And also then at least, uh, he's out of the town again. Yeah. That's <laughs> not our problem that anymore. Is quite a drive. Cause at the end, like <laughs> when they're driving Jason from Ohio in the middle of the night to <clears throat> New Jersey in the middle of the night, that can't. Mm-hmm. That's not like a three-hour drive. No, I'm just assuming it's New Jersey because if it is, if Crystal Lake is okay, then I'm like, if Crystal Lake is that close to Manhattan, <clears throat> it's got to be like New Jersey or something. People it's, don't look at maps. It's an eight and a half-hour drive from Ohio, the middle of Ohio to the middle of New Jersey. So, so from dusk to dawn, so you get to you have to basically drive all the way across Pennsylvania. That's a long fucking state. So best case mm-hmm. scenario, it's a five-hour drive. Jesus. And they kept him sedated that whole time. Yeah, he's a lot of drugs. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that was Freddy versus Jason. And then Jason X is the future. Jesus Christ, this movie. <laughs> this movie's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's so not. <laughs> Like so, there's like okay, so Crystal Lake becomes like a research facility. 
I guess it gets present time at the beginning of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> So there's like this cryo. Hang on a second. I gotta clear my throat. All right, just shut my mic off. So hopefully. Um, <laughs> so there's this uh, research facility, and they're like, oh, we're gonna cryological. Cryonological, I don't know what the fucking word. Um, they're going to freeze a subject and then they can thaw them out in the future. And Jason's coming through and trying to kill her. So she like puts herself in this chamber to like freeze herself. And then Jason stabs the chamber. All the way around. So then the. Oh, Jason's in there? Well, the, the, the oh, research, she traps him in there. Yeah, the research facility was like, because he keeps regenerating, they're like, we can use this to heal people and make weapons and stuff, and then he gets released, mm-hmm. so then she tries to put him in there, but then he was in there with his machete, so... He yeah, stamped. he broke through. So the whole room froze, and then in the future, there's like this ship that they're sending down to get research... And they stumble across and like, oh, my God, we found two bodies. They're still alive because they're frozen. So they bring them up on the ship. And Jason comes back and he's like, I'm pissed and just starts killing everybody on this ship. Um, And then there's a point where they, quote unquote, kill him. And then they like, like he gets regenerated in this machine (laughs) that brings him back. Um, And then he's like a super metal Jason X. Um, and starts killing everybody. Um, this which, one, this is the one that they, because they made like Friday Thirteenth, eight, and they had that joke of him lifting the mask, and everyone's like, "Whoa, okay, we'll leave you alone." And like, okay, that's funny, I guess. And then, then the Jason goes to hell. It wasn't really funny, but this is when they're like, "We should make this funny now. <laughs> we should make these funny." So the amount of fucking puns in this goddamn movie, <laughs> or just dumb shit, like, like when the girls, like. The girls are getting sucked out of the air hole. It's like this sucks on so many levels. You're like, really? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're sending Jason into space. You can't be serious no. about this. Yeah. You have to go comedy route. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that movie, right? Those plots. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we can go through and. Uh, talk about what we rated each one okay so the first friday the 13th movie i gave a seven okay what'd you do i gave it a six and a half because i've watched it so many times like it's a good starter but it's not Mm -hmm. like the best in the series right yeah that's true so i gave it six and a half and then part two would you give part two i also gave it a six and a half because it's it was very similar to the first one yeah, me too. That's why I also gave this one a seven. Okay. <laughs> so I gave both sevens. And then part three, uh, I gave a seven and a half. I went higher because the 3D was awesome. Yeah, I I gave it a, a six because, again, it was like, other than the small details here and there, mm-hmm. it was like, this is almost the same thing except like it was 3D. But watching it not in 3D, I just go, oh, that's definitely a 3D moment. And I go, I'm sad. <laughs> because the version <laughs> the version I have, the 3D is like red and blue goggles or glasses. Right. Which doesn't work well with blood. No. It makes it glow. Yeah. So I gave it a, I gave it a 6. Okay, and then Friday the 13th, the final chapter, I gave a 7. I gave it a 7 as well because that one I like a lot because it's like, 
I watched a little mini documentary on that, and because they talk about how um, how to make it seem solid that like he's dead is because chopping off a head doesn't seem to do much in most horror movies. So they like right. never in a horror movie did they, at that point did they have someone just like literally embed it into their head sideways, and that was like apparently a thing that like holy shit yeah that'll that'll kill a person. <laughs> like so that and I was like that's kind of neat and just the um it's more fun than the other one so I gave it I gave it a 7 um yeah so I gave that one a 7 and then uh Friday the 13th part 5 part V new beginning uh, I gave a 7 and a half okay I gave it a 6 and a half it's fun it's not a typical Jason movie um, right, but it it has its moments, and I think it's 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 a fun one. And then uh, part six, Jason lives. I gave an eight. I gave it a seven and a half too, because that's probably my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite one. Um, I, I just like the new the blood. Fact, I, I was I just like the fact that this is the only one that actually has like little kids at the camp, and I mm-hmm. like that danger aspect of like just going, oh shit. This is uh it, it, it almost made makes the, the threat seem more real because before you're like mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's gonna die, I'm like, are they actually gonna kill the children or what's happening? <laughs> it, it it almost made him more human, but also right. like not at the same time. I don't know. I like that one. Seven and a half. I felt like that one had the best plot too, like Yeah. So I gave that one an eight. Um Friday thirteenth part seven, New Blood. I, I gave it seven and a half. I gave it six and a half. It's fun, but I, I always get this one mixed up with I think, the fifth one because the fifth one is the one that has the the, the lady and her sh- stupid son, right? Yeah, I think yeah the, the lady and the, that her son's like come in here eat this stew and he's just riding around on a motorcycle. Oh, that yeah, that, that one's I forgot which one that one was in. I think yeah, was, I think it was five. The stupid guy in the bike. Yeah, I think it was number five because he kept like talking about how like the mental like she's the one that came to the the. the the camp and I was like, oh, these kids are going to cause trouble. Yeah. I always think that's from number seven, but it's number five. But yeah. So, yeah. Seven new blood. I gave seven and a half. Six and a half for me. All right. Jason takes Manhattan. I gave a six and a half. I gave it a five and a half. And then Jason goes to hell. I gave a five. I gave it a five and a half as well. Because there are certain aspects. Jason X. So there's certain aspects of oh, sorry. Jason Goes to Hell that I do like. Like, I love the yeah. the the, the um, Mr. X from X-Files, whatever he, his character was, like the, the bounty hunter dude. It's so mm-hmm. over the top and stupid, but I love it. And then, <laughs> like, it's... So, and then you go back to his, like, home, his home, his like, original home and some of like that, and it's like, what is this? Is this, is like, this isn't Halloween. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. But I gave it a five and a half. Yeah, I gave <clears throat> Jason goes to hell a five. Uh, Jason X, I gave a seven. I gave a five and a half to that one as well. It was dumb, but I loved the dumb. <laughs> I loved the dumb of this. I just am not uh, a huge fan of space movies and then horror. I'm not either, but I was space. entertained. Yeah. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, I gave an eight out of ten. I liked it a lot. The first time, cold time I, I still saw it, liked it a lot. I it didn't age well to me. Like oh. all the very the very two thousand e vibe it gave me, 
I do yeah. not care for. <laughs> um, so I gave it a six. I'm just sad because that movie did so well, and they were going to start doing other crossover horror things, and that never happened. Yeah, like I remember the Pinhead Michael Myers. Was yeah, they're going to do one. the yeah, Pinhead Michael Myers, and then I wanted to do a Chucky versus Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Jason Freddy versus Jason, I gave an eight. Um, and then I'm going to throw this on here because I didn't talk about it because you didn't watch it recently. But uh, the remake of Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Um, who was done? Who did, was which movie was done by the same people who did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Okay. Um, which I also liked. Um, it was a good rebrand. Um, yeah. So this remake kind of. It kind of was like the Halloween where it like is the sequel to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Cause at the beginning of the remake, uh, Pamela Voorhees gets murdered and Jason sees it happen. And then he grows up and gets pissed off and starts taking out campers and stuff. Um, but this is a very two thousands horror movie where Jason got pissed. Me got like super buff and, like is super he's like i don't know he's not like the slow meandering guy he's like running and just like murdering people uniquely um it's i mean it's more scary compared to the rest of the friday 13th it's like i think it fits the horror genre a lot better um and it's a new storyline it's not like a rehash of the other ones um so i don't know i liked the remake a lot the Friday 13th from 2009. Um, I gave that one a seven and a half. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. I gave it uh, a five when I saw it in August of 2018. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. I was shocked that I was still going to like it because I was like, uh... but I liked it because it was different and it wasn't like the rest of them. Yeah. And they did their own thing with it. I like, I know. I like the kind aspect. of beats it because everyone likes the Friday Thirteenth franchise for what it is, and this like decided to go in a different direction. I, I just didn't like the acting and the characters. And stuff. It was like it was so generic of a movie for yeah. like. I, mean, I understand the generic movies happening in like the seventies and stuff, but like it was too generic. The characters were too generic. Like I hated how it was like, hey, let's have the normal like horror movie click of like here's the jock, here's the nerd, here's the you know yeah like. That's part I didn't like in there. I didn't care for any of the characters, but I liked the aspect of the movie. Like I, oh. I enjoyed the part that at the very beginning they showed him murdering a bunch of people, and then the movie is like that guy trying to track down his sister who went missing from the right. group that got murdered. That was neat. Like that was yes. a cool thing. But yeah, so you're following the guy who's trying to find his missing sister, and uh, comes across this this cabin of people who. They run into him at the at the gas station, and the guy hates her, hates him because he's a dick. Um, and then yeah, they come back, and yeah, Caitlin Snow from uh, the Flash is the main like not the kidnapped girl, but the girl that's helping the brother. Okay. Flash, I'm like, oh, it's Caitlin Snow. <laughs> so young in this movie compared to the Flash. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I gave that Friday Thirteenth seven and a half. Now, you watched a bunch of stuff. I did. Like collections as well. I watched a collection, but Jason already reviewed all these months before. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to go. He still goes through them. Yeah. So not as in depth. But... I watched the Leprechaun <laughs> box set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first Leprechaun, which Jason watched in. Yep. These were, I watched um, one through four in March of 2015. 15? Jesus. Okay. So number six. Five I, years ago. Sorry, number, number six. Uh, the first movie, Leprechaun, it's exactly what I remember it being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nothing changed. So I gave the first Leprechaun a six. Uh, the second one, I remember not liking it years ago. Oh, it's... I also gave the first one a six. Okay. Uh, the second one. I think you're going to be surprised by my scores. I might be. Not the way you think. Uh, Leprechaun 2, uh, he's trying to find a bride. Here's the thing that, okay, yeah. So he's trying to find a bride. In the first movie, he said he was like 600 years old. And then the second movie, he's like a thousand years ago. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So the continuity of all the Leprechaun movies don't make any fucking sense. Right. Like, none of it makes sense. Um, so the second movie, I didn't care for as much. I like how nowadays, if you watch a movie and then they make a movie direct to Netflix... You mm-hmm. can't really tell the difference sometimes. Right. Where you watch a movie that was released in the theaters, and then you watch a movie that was released straight to video in the 90s, you can fucking tell. Was this straight to video in the 90s? I don't know about the second one, but I think the rest of them were. I'm pretty sure Leprechaun in the Hood came out in theaters. I don't think it did. No? Because on IMDb, I'll say, like, video or something behind it, or, t- oh. or whatever. And I'm pr- I'm pretty sure like the first one was in theaters. The second one I don't I think it might have been in theaters, but after that was like all like straight to video. I think. Mm. I'll but take your word for it. I could be wrong, but um, the second one I didn't care for. I gave it a five. I also gave it a five. Okay, number three. <laughs> number three was so bad, but it was so like it was so different. bad. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the whole turning into a leprechaun. He got bit. He got bit by a leprechaun. He's like a werewolf. He got bit by a leprechaun, and then his blood fell on his bite. And you start. Yeah, craving... They don't say box office for. Oh yeah, they do have a box office for the second one. And they started. He's. Yeah, he's just started craving potatoes and saying limericks, and I fucking hated it. Third one is video. But I gave the third one a five point five. I gave that one a six and a half because I loved it. Lever- <laughs> it was so bad. Leprechaun in space number four. Leprechaun four colon in space is my least favorite one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's so bad. I, it's not my least favorite one. But I gave it's, it. A, it's up there. I gave it a four. I gave it a five and a half. Okay. Then we have Leprechaun five in the hood. <laughs> Which I feel like these wrappings. I feel oh fuck, I forgot about that. I should give it less of a score. Uh, I feel like Ice Cube didn't know what he got himself into when he signed, like his contract for that movie, because yeah, this one. Oh, that's he didn't. Sorry, four four did make it to the theaters. Did it? Three was straight to video, but four was in the theaters. Jesus. Let me but, see, back to the, or not back to the hood, Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood, number five. That was straight to video. Yeah. And then the sequel was obviously video too. Yeah. But the fifth one, like, so if he was in Vegas in number three, 
but then Leprechaun 5, he first comes across him in the 80s and then turns him into a statue for like 20 years. That doesn't make sense for time-wise. Dude, the Leprechaun movies aren't don't work with each other. No. I'm just saying like you can't have one and then the other. Like it doesn't work that way. Although one of one of them later on, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, I mean, some of them do match up with each other, like Leprechaun in the Hood and Back to the Hood. Those two go together. Yeah, but I think I think it's the Leprechaun Returns. Um, they yeah, brought the back, sequel to the first one. They brought back him being allergic to um, iron. One of them they brought back like him not being able to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also like, in I think in Back to the Hood. They put him in a safe again, like they did in that in the fucking like number two, I think. <sighs> Whatever. Um, so anyway, number five, Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah, I gave it a five. I also gave it a five. Leprechaun six, Back to the Hood. I gave it a five as well. I gave it a five and a half. Okay, so slightly better. Uh, Leprechaun Origins. Now, uh, this is the one that everyone says they hate so much. I did hate this one I a lot. I don't like the Leprechaun movies because I find whenever so like a little villain is saying limericks, it, something about it bothers me. <laughs> something about it, and the puns and the bad jokes about I I didn't care for it. Now, if this was labeled as something other than Leprechaun, like if they weren't aiming at the people that watched the Warwick Davis movies, right. And this was just a normal, like, let's say, just like, oh, it's called, like, uh, Ireland, The Beast of Ireland or something like that. And you watch that movie, I'd be like, that's not bad. Um, I would have given it a higher rating, but the fucking costume looked like shit. Because it's just a creature. Right. Uh, it was just like a fucking werewolf without, without fucking fur. Um, but I didn't hate it. I, I can see why people that love the Leprechaun movies hated it, but I'm like, I don't care about the Leprechaun movies, so I'm fine with it. Well, I mean, to me, is if I watched this by itself, I still don't think I would have liked it. What I don't like is why it's called Origins. Right, I don't understand there's that no, either. There's no origin. Like, because I think they wanted to start it as a new franchise. Because like the people that got killed in the very beginning, that was like modern day. And then it was the characters in the movie and it, like there's nothing nothing was originated <laughs> so I gave it a five and a half I gave it a four <laughs> and then Leprechaun Returns uh, was fun I actually kind of liked it I didn't care mm-hmm. for the actor that played it because it felt like he was trying to be Warwick Davis but didn't do a good job I of thought, it I thought he did a pretty decent job filling the role as a different actor yeah um, he I feel like he tried to be Warwick, but also not at the same time. Yeah. Like, he tried to be, like, 2.0. Yeah. Um, so, like, I feel like he did a bunch of stuff that Warwick wouldn't have done. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, the Leprechaun in the Hood, and Back to the Hood, and Origins, I watched April of 2015. Okay. Um, Leprechaun, Leprechaun and Returns, then, I actually, a lot of the characters I thought were very amusing. Like, the, the actual characters that live in the house, I found them fun. Uh-huh. Like, the drunk girl, and then, like, the girl <laughs> who's, like, all she cares about the environment and some of that, and, like, but, um, 
I read some some things about the movie. Whoever, because like I think at one point you hear uh, Jennifer Aniston's character, like you mm-hmm. hear a message from her. That's not Jennifer Aniston, but it sounds so oh, it's goddamn not. much like her. It wasn't. I could tell it wasn't her, but it did sound like yeah, a I, good impression. I had to look at look it up, and she apparently wanted too much money for the movie, so they they changed everything. She's like, we don't have that big of a budget. She's like, I want this much money. I went, well, we're writing you out of the script then. Because I don't know. Like, this was, I think it was a sci-fi original yeah, movie. it was. Um, because the day it came out on DVD was the same day they premiered it on TV. Okay. So I watched a good chunk of this on TV, which was obviously edited down mm-hmm. for time and content. Um, so that's why I was excited to watch it. I watched it last month um, okay. in the podcast. Um, I, I gave it a six. What would you give Leprechaun Returns? Um. I gave it a seven. Okay. I thought it was still good. Um, I watched some other movies. These are all the movies that Jason already reviewed on the podcast. Uh, uh, I watched Seed of Chucky. Jesus Christ. What? This is this is the worst Child's Play yeah, movie. It, this made me not want to finish the box set, which was one more movie. Um, because, fuck. The movie <laughs> didn't, it didn't feel like they tried doing anything in it. Yeah. Um, but the, I did catch a few references to things here and there because, like, because when uh, they weren't sure what the the child was going to be, like, he's like, "It's a boy." Mm-hmm. She's like, "It's a girl." So he called her Glenn, and she called him Glenda, which is a <laughs> reference to an Ed Wood movie called Glenn or Glenda. Okay. Where uh, it's about a character who cross dresses. Uh, and they made like quite a few references to like old horror movies and old movies like that, and like. I was like catching like oh that's a reference to this that's a reference to this but I'm like Glenn or Glenda I'm like god damn it but I gave Seed of Chucky I gave it a four. Um, hang on, let me get back down. What? I was getting back down to what I gave oh. it. I gave uh, Seed of Chucky. Wow, that can't be right. A twelve. I gave it a six and a half oh. I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Curse of Chucky I watched and that was. Surprisingly good. I liked that one quite a bit. Um, I yeah. gave Curse of Chucky a seven and a half. I gave it a seven. Uh, both Seed of Chucky and Curse of Chucky I watched December of 2015. All right. Um, I also watched V for Vendetta on, because of November 5th. Because everyone says that's in a movie, and I'm like, I guess I should check it out. Um, but I watched that. Uh, pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. I have the graphic novel, so I'm, I'm excited to read that. Uh, I gave it a six and a half. Which which books are always better. Yeah. So, yeah. I gave it an eight and a half. I watched it in November 2015. Yeah, it was... It was... I I, I, I should have given it a better score than that. Because <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I watched Dragnet. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Yeah. Um, I watched it on the 6th, apparently. I fucked that up. Oh, boy. It was probably, like, after work, and then you... It was probably, like, at midnight. Yeah. Um, I watched Dragnet, which you watched in 2016. Yeah, I watched Dragnet December 2016. 16. That was very fun. I enjoyed it. That was a good comedy duo between Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I gave Dragnet a 7. Yeah. I gave it a 7.5. Oh, okay. Uh, Molly's Game, which you said you watched in... January of 2018. 
I watched it this month. <laughs> um, it was fun. Uh, I didn't really know where it was going. I mean, I knew. I didn't either. Uh, I knew nothing about it. This is a true story. Yeah. And of course, I, I didn't know stuff, anything about it. I looked at stuff afterwards about it. Um, and I gave it a, I gave Molly's Game a 7. I gave it an 8. All right. You're much more of a Sorkin guy than I am, though, so. Yeah, I do like Sorkin, and, and Chastain was amazing. Yeah, she was good. Uh, I watched Hatchet 3, which you watched last month. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I gave it a 7. I also gave it a 7. Nice. I watched The Grudge, which I haven't seen since it came out, the American version. And, yeah, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up either. <laughs> so I gave The Grudge a 6. I gave it a 5. And then I watched... And you watched... What's... Yeah, you watched Earth Girls. Yeah, then I watched Earth Girls Are Easy, which is a fucking mind blow. Which I, <laughs> I I both hated it and couldn't stop watching it. Right. Like, I didn't like it at all, and I wanted it to stop. But I also didn't want it to stop because I needed to, ha- I needed to know what the fuck drugs they were on. That was a PG movie. Yep. That was a PG movie. Yeah. What the, you could see... Gina Davis's nipples through her wet bikini for like ten minutes straight. And that was a pe- <laughs> and it was about aliens who came to have sex with women. That yeah, it never happened. Like their whole reason to visit Earth and they just wander around like fucking buying clothes and shit. What like that was PG? What a what a weird movie. And did they tell you that the blonde song just uh, just jammed in there for yeah. no reason? Uh, I gave Earth Girls are easy a six because I didn't know the. I don't know what the fuck I was happening. Gave it a seven. Watch the last month. I gave it a seven. Jesus. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have more. I mean that that that's what I had for uh, for the movies that you watched already. Yeah. So on to the movies, other than Friday Thirteenth and the movies you watched already, and the previews, or not the previews, but the the month of pre review. So many movies I watched this month. <clears throat> uh, did you watch the taking of Deborah Logan? No. Okay. Uh, this is a horror movie. I saw it on numerous, uh, numerous uh, uh, like lists of people going. This is a this is an unrated underrated movie and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'll check it out. And um, I knew it was a found footage movie, and I, that always makes me iffy nowadays because found footage movies right. are fucking terrifying. Because they'll just be awful, and you went. I wasted an hour and a half on this. This was a found footage film. Yeah, kind of. It didn't look like it by the. Yeah, I like images. It. Yeah. Um. So what it is, it's about uh, this woman who has Alzheimer's, and um, and these people are doing a documentary about Alzheimer's, and like just doing this documentary about this woman in her life, and then like following her daughter who's taking care of her and stuff, and like bringing her home and introducing all these things, and just kind of doing a story oh, yeah. about Alzheimer's. But then she starts like not just like losing her mind and forgetting where she is, but like attacking people with knives, and like they, they, they'll just like find her like wandering around in the in the front yard in the middle of the night, and like just being super creepy, like where like. They, they're watching a video and she's like standing in the kitchen and then the next frame she's on the counter and then she's back down like the time didn't change at all like that happened real like how the fuck did that happen and stuff like that and, like, <laughs> and you're like what is going on and then you start 
uncovering the actual story of shit that's going on because like you'll see her draw pictures and then she'll draw a picture of the forest and you'll see like a little shadowy figure in the background you're like that's not normal but like i don't know if i want to ruin it or not because like no don't ruin it not not ruin it but like how far into the story i want to go because you find out there's a logical and like to me it's like the type of horror that i like where you're reading they're watching the story and then this other plot like emerges and there's like this whole backstory you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I like that part when that starts kicking in, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I like where this is going. So I don't know. I thought the taking of Deborah Logan was pretty neat. Um, yeah, because, I'll have to check that one out. Like I thought it was a, a I thought it was going to be a found footage movie about like some of Alzheimer's and then you find out like they're possessed and then mm-hmm. like they try to exercise them or whatever and stuff. And it was like, it took a, it took a different, like, it took a hard right at one point. Yeah, I like, like that, well, not Alzheimer's, but that one that we watched, can't remember the name of it now, a couple months ago. They're watching? Where, huh? huh? They're no. Oh. No, the one where they're, like, she's got split personality, and they're trying to exercise her in that mansion. There's a girl from uh, Bates Motel. Oh, um... The, the quiet ones? Yeah. That's what it kind of sounded like when I was reading the synopsis on okay. the, the app. So that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> but I, now I might actually watch I, it. I, I, I liked it because Kristen watched it during work one day. And then and then I was like, oh, you watched it? I'm like, how was it? like, it's good. So then we watched it that night. I'm like, I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought that taking a Deborah Logan, I gave it a seven and a half. Cool. All right, you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so I watched this movie called The Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, this was Taika Waititi film that he did prior to Thor. Um, was it Sam Neill? Is that the guy from Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay, so Sam Neill's in this movie, and then the little kid from Deadpool 2. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to refer to him as. Uh this kid has is like a trouble. He's a troubled youth, and uh, he's been he's an orphan. But they find uh, either through a foster or relative. I, she says she's the relative, and she's sorry that she hasn't come sooner. Uh, so because she's like his aunt. So this troubled kid comes to their their farmhouse, which is in the middle. This is this movie takes place in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, so it's like a farm, but then there's like the woods right behind that you can get lost. Um, or they call it the brush, I think it is what they call it. Um, or the bush. I think yeah, it's called the, the bush. bush. Um, but anyway, so it's like this troubled kid and he's not, he's like from the city. So he's not used to this and he's not getting his way. So he decides he's going to run away and uh, he like, quote unquote, fakes his own death by lighting this mannequin on fire that has like a paper plate face and stuff. Um, but then he runs into the, the woods and he's like, I'm going to go live in the woods. But the, the uncle who's played by Sam Neill goes in the woods to try to find him. Cause he's like, you can easily get lost in here. And uh, you've been, you know, you've been gone for a while. We should come back. But, while he's like trying to help the kid, he's he like twists his ankle so he can't walk. Um, so they set up camp at this part in the woods 
and um, like he he can't stand the kid. He's like he's like his wife is the one who's like we're gonna take care of this kid, and he doesn't want to deal anything with this kid. But he goes to try to help the kid in the woods, and then child services comes to check on to see how they're doing, mm-hmm. and they see the note the kid left saying that he's going to kill himself and uh, they find the fake body uh, that was burnt up. But the, the Sam Neill's character is not there. Neither is the kid and they don't know where they are. So then they say, Hey, he kidnapped the child and he's a pedophile and he's going to, like do stuff to this kid. We got to save him. So like, this is a countrywide manhunt to try to find the kid and him Jesus. that are just in the woods. And it's just like a giant misunderstanding because they run into some hunters and they're like, you're the one that took the kid. Were you some kind of pedo? And he's like, no, I don't even like this kid <laughs> and stuff. And it's just, it was, it, the movie was like a roller coaster. I did not know where this sh- movie was going to go or end up. Um, it was entertaining and I think it was, I don't know if it was planned to be as humorous as I thought it was, but um, it was like subtle humor just because like the whole I hate kids type thing. And then the kid's like, I'm, I'm strong, I can take care of myself kind of thing. Um, it was an entertaining film. Uh, yeah, because this is the movie that got the attention of uh, the, the guy who did Deadpool. So that's how he got the role in Deadpool 2 okay. because of this movie. Um, and then this movie is the reason that Tycho got Thor, um, Ragnarok. So it's kind of like a. That's Thor three. Ragnarok. Yeah. Also, I meant two oh. is an also. Oh, these so are like th- those two. Thor. I think it's in Thor four. Never mind. No. I'm hearing things. Uh, I didn't say four. Uh, so the kids from Deadpool two, and then Tycho from Thor, Ragnarok. Um, but it was a fun movie. It was, it like I said, it took some twists and turns I didn't expect. Uh, there was parts that were funnier than I thought. I gave it a seven and a half. Nice for hunt, hunt for the wilder people. I had to like keep checking because I kept forgetting what the name of the movie was. <laughs> yeah, you said you said that to like, me and said you should check this out, and I, I never got around to it. And I was like, because it's something about the wilder beast. And then Kira's like, no, it's not. What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wilder people. Oh, because they're like the wilder beasts, but they're not beasts. They're people. So they're hunt for the wilder people, <laughs> which isn't a word, but they made it up in this movie. Cool. Um, the next movie I watched, uh, this is a movie I, I grabbed quite a few years back. It's like from the 90s, I think. Uh, it's called Evil Dead Trap has nothing to do... Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about this one. Yeah, it has nothing to do with, like, their Sam Raimi movies at all. Um, but Evil Dead... Is this a foreign film? Yeah, I, I was about to look up to see what country. I want to say Korea or Japan. Yeah, Japan. I want to say Korea, but um, I could be wrong. But, so, Giallo films um, are a type of... Oh, is that, sorry, 1988. Um, but Giallo films are sort of like a, uh, a type of subgenre of horror films where it's Italian horror and it usually has like really uh, insane special effects like practical effects and then they usually have um, a lot of like just really eerie type of music that's kind of catchy uh, this is almost like a Japanese giallo film 
Uh, it's it was made in Japan, 1988. Um, the weird thing about this movie is apparently a bunch of Japanese porn stars were used as the main characters. Um, and on IMDb, it tells you like uh, content rating, like is this important? Is this important? Like how much is this? How much is this? So for profanity, alcohol, drug use, and all that stuff is mild. But for violence and gore, frightening, intense scenes, and sexual nudity, they're all marked severe. <laughs> severe. Um, so it's a girl who uh, works. She does this like late night uh, TV show type thing where it's like um, she like plays like really weird stuff on at night. But then someone sends her a tape um, like of a snuff film and she's like this is intense. So then she like goes, uh, and she like her and her crew, like go investigate the location of where the tape took place. And people start mm-hmm. just getting like murdered and killed. And like, like, and it's really creepy. Cause like the tape, like the very beginning is like, it's like, it's like someone watching her show. Like, look, that looks like mother. And like, you just like hear a voice. And, like, it looks like our mother. It's gotta be her. And some of that. And you're like, what the fuck is oh, happening? No. And um, but then by the time like, like there's just a lot of like just really gory like, quite a few women like basically just get assaulted and raped in this movie. Um, it's it's pretty gory, but it's pretty like the music is pretty cool in it, but like it's it's just it's such a strange film like i don't know how to describe it really uh and then just the ending i don't know what the fuck <laughs> um because like someone like someone like like someone put the, the plot summary on imdb and basically tell you like the last 5 10 minutes of the movie in the plot summary which makes mm-hmm. me a little upset because um but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a TV station employee takes a camera crew out with to an abandoned factory to investigate a purported snuff film that was made there, only to end up running for her life when this happens. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I yeah, I, I I gave Evil Dead Trap. I gave it a six and a half because it was so strange to be like, it felt like I was watching like an Argento movie or like a Fulci movie or something like that, but it was Japanese, but it felt like it was in that fucking vein of like the late seventies, early eighties of movies from Italy. So like, I, I liked that that happened. <laughs> so I gave it a six and a half. Nice. Um, now to take a break from all these horror movies, I watched a movie called, uh, the Truman show. <laughs> <laughs> It is a horror movie. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, or him. If you haven't seen or heard of this character named Jim Carrey, uh, he was in Earth Girls Are Easy, his big breakout role. <laughs> but um, Well, I think that's how he got his role on In Living Color. <laughs> uh, I think it was a stand-up that probably got him in Living Color. Or knowing... Well, because he was with one of the Wayans. Yeah, that's true. In that movie. Damon Wayans. The stand-up uh, probably got him that role on Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. Uh, but Truman Show is a, a guy named Truman who is everyone just like he he has there's hidden cameras everywhere and um, basically everyone just watches his life. But um, 
and but but then he slowly starts becoming aware that uh, not everything is as real as it thinks that he thinks it is. So he starts like starting to figure out that something isn't right and that he actually is on a TV show and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a fun movie. I like when Jim Carrey isn't overly Jim Carrey. And this is one of those first, one of the early movies that he isn't overly Jim Carrey. But one of my favorite things about this movie is because it, it's a TV show. So like there's sometimes like when he he's like walking to work and then someone's like, Hey, how's it going? And then they just kinda like push him against like this wall and then the camera just kinda goes up and it says like muffins or whatever. Like it just has a product placement where they just kinda push him in the like, hey, how's it going? And they just the really close talkers, so he kinda backs up like into this frame where there's like an advertisement like showing like a vacuum cleaner or whatever and stuff. It's like I just love the the forced product placement. Like, how would you do that in real life without other people knowing that it's happening? It was right. that part was very funny to me. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's good. It's it's not my type of movie, but also I did enjoy it. Um, I watched it like when it came out, probably twenty five years ago or whatever the fuck it was. Um, but I watched it again because a while back Peter and Jess gave me some DVDs that they didn't want anymore. And that was mm-hmm. in there, so I'm like, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a watch. It's been a while. Peter likes Jim Carrey. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like all those movies he gave me, like it was like Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, like uh, Truman Show, Man on the Moon, uh, Cable Guy. I already had Dumb and Dumber, so I didn't take that. But it's just like all these. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I gave Truman Show a six and a half. The next and then mo- you get back into your horror, right? <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much. Um, the next two movies I'm kind of putting together, sort of, because uh, it was a two-pack, um, but it was a Vincent Price, Edgar Allan Poe-themed two-pack. Okay. So one was called An Evening with Edgar Allan Poe, Mm-hmm. where it was just an hour-long one-man show of Vincent Price just reciting stories of Edgar Allan Poe. Like, um, okay. and But, like, but there's, like, no audience, but it looks like he just, like, shot it on a stage with, like, a couple different camera setups, and they just, like, spliced them together. It was very strange. So it's just him reading it? There's no, like, reenactments He's... or anything? No, no, he's not reading it. He's like just reciting it. Like he's just like, I went to the door and this and then and like and like, but the camera cuts back and forth like to different angles, and he's like just like acting it out like it's a monologue. But like, there's it like no one. So else. weird. It was very weird. Like he did like the Telltale Heart and some of that, and um, like I think four different stories. Um, all the stories I had read already, so I kind of knew the stories. The the uh, even though I can't pronounce it, the Cat, 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 cat. <sighs> Is it the cast of the Mont the one with the the wine and they break up the dude in the wall? I think the black cat was in there and stuff. But yeah, it's um, it was just him like in old Victorian looking outfit, and then they would like change the set a little bit between each story, and it was just like him like, I went to the door, blah blah blah. I'm Vincent Price. Uh, <laughs> the price and yeah and uh, i gave it a five because it was i was watching it i'm like i'm bored of this 
I could have just read the book. I, I mean, it's it was like I blew through like you know a visual audiobook, and Vincent Price is awesome, but the quality was so low, it was like it was like I was watching a VHS almost. It didn't. Oh. It wasn't that great. Um, but then the other movie in there was called The Tomb of Legia. I'm probably pronouncing that way wrong. Back in mm-hmm. the early, early uh, November when I watched it, I was like, "This is how it's pronounced." And I should have written it down <laughs> phonetically. Because it's spelled L-I-G-E-I-A. There's four vowels and a six-letter word. So, um, But it is about a guy uh, who... I'm already forgetting what happened. But it's a, based on an Edgar Allan Poe story. It's about a guy who I think his wife dies. Mm-hmm. And then um, he like kind of tries to move on with his life. But then... He keeps seeing his wife here and there. Like, he keeps, like, seeing her and thinking she's still alive. But um, but he's just kind of losing his mind. Uh, I The movie was kind of boring to me. I'm sorry. I feel like Edgar Allan Poe is an awesome author, but I just can't. He talks in like like Shakespeare, where I just can't. Uh, right, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever really read any Edgar Allan Poe. I have his collection in book form, but I haven't read it. Yeah, I, uh, the, the 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 quick IMDb uh, summary is: A man obsessed with his dead wife drives a wedge between him and his new bride. Um, but it's obviously again oh. Vincent Price just being awesome as a man with a black coat and a top hat and <laughs> but yeah uh roger corman directed it so you know it probably took like four days to, to film um <laughs> but yeah i gave it i gave it a five and a half it was all right um oh, roger corman dr- referred to this movie as the biggest and most exciting of his edgar Allan poe adaptations so of all his adaptations this was his favorite <laughs> How many did he do? I know that's, that's what makes you wonder. <laughs> this is like, the only one he did. I'm like, of all the ones that Roger Corman directed, this was his favorite. I'm like, Jesus. This is his favorite Edgar Allan Poe movie yeah. he did. <laughs> it might be his only, but. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, right. it's not, but. All right, what, what did you watch? So, since Thanksgiving's done, we decided to start watching Christmas movies. Oh, okay. So, we watched the new one that just came out on Hulu. Uh, called the happiest season. Okay. Um, this. Um, okay, so Kristen Stewart is the main actress in it. Well, second tier main actress. The first lady, I didn't really recognize her from things, but it also has um, Aubrey Plaza and Allison Brie. Um, but the main character, who I don't remember her name, um, she is going home for Christmas. And Kristen Stewart's character is 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 her girlfriend, and she's like, "I'm coming with you to go to Christmas because her plan is to get to go to Christmas with her, get her blessing from her father, so she can get engaged." Um, but on the trip to her family, she reveals that she never came out to her parents. Oh, yeah, and her dad is running for mayor. So they're trying to be their best selves and not cause any controversy because 
he wants to be elected mayor. So she has to keep it a secret that she's a lesbian. And um, Kristen Stewart's character is having a hard time dealing with that. Um, she's like, why don't you just come out? And, um, and she's like, I can't. And then if, uh, she, like Kristen Stewart runs into Aubrey Plaza's character, who is uh, her the ex-girlfriend of the main character. Okay. But they broke up because she wouldn't come out. Um, and then Alison Breeze is the sister who is constantly biding for her family's attention and trying like a constant rivalry with her and, you know, constant sister rivalry. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good movie. Um, it, I was going in half expecting like a lifetime type Christmas movie, mm-hmm. but it was like a real movie. <laughs> If that makes sense. Yeah. It felt like an actual movie and not just like a thrown together movie. Uh, um, the main, the there main, was an actually good plot and stuff. I was say the main girl, uh, Mackenzie Davis. She yeah. is uh, the one of the main characters from the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Oh yeah. So that's, yeah. That's so what Mackenzie I would Davis is from. like main character in this. Yeah. Uh, and then their dad is the guy who played uh, Firestorm on. <laughs> CW. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then like the crazy sister, Jane, Mary Holland um, is the actress. And I'm trying to remember what oh, yeah. she's from. I like her. She's uh, funny. Yeah. She, her character is great. Cause you got the rivalry between the two sisters and she's like the third child that just wants any kind of attention she could get. And she just is herself all the time where they're trying to be, better than each other she's just like i'm me and i just want people to to like me <laughs> just like whatever but yeah it was pretty entertaining um yeah and it's got the guy from Shit's creek um uh what's his name dan, yeah dan levy yeah eugene levy's son mm-hmm. uh in real life but yeah it was a good movie uh I enjoyed it. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay. It, it didn't feel like your normal Christmas movie, that's for sure. I, I'm just looking uh, at the cast, and Jesus, there's yeah, it's there's a good a cast. Of, there's a lot of people that I recognize, but like most people wouldn't recognize. Yeah, apparently, um, like Carla Gallo. I was looking at they did. I was reading an article about it. Like the weekend it came out, it had the most views of any Hulu original for opening weekend. Oh. And they said they got the most, um, most new subscribers for Hulu for this movie. <laughs> I wonder if this is a uh, so partially love Christmas movie. I wonder if this is a huh? partially uh, a re- true story or not because uh, it was written and directed by Clea Duvall. Oh, I don't know who that is. So you you would know who she is if you saw her. She's uh, she's been like um, an an actress who's been like out for a long okay. time. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, from faculty. From craft, and... right? No, she was in the craft. She was in the faculty. No. Faculty, that's it. Faculty. She's. I mean, she's been in so many things. She's. Yeah, she was in Veep. Um, oh yeah, she is, was... the, is the lover. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, she's been the daughter's girlfriend. Yeah, like she's been in so many things. Like I, there's there's things that I'm like, oh shit, she's Cleo Duvall's in this, or she, like you know, just randomly she's here and there. She's a great actress. Like, she is great. I always hit, I always liked her. Um, uh, but yeah, I gave Happiest Season a seven out of ten. Okay. Well, most people when they write movies and stuff, they put some aspects of their life in. Yeah. So. Um, 
All right. Um, but yeah, it was the day after Thanksgiving, and we're like, let's watch a Christmas movie. And we're like, let's watch this new one that is advertised like crazy. Uh, this next one is also another... Um, I, 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 I can't spell. Uh, is another, another Asian oh. horror movie. Um, I want to say it's Japan, uh, because... South Korea, man. All right, sorry. South Korean horror film. Um, so, this movie was kind of all over the place with telling you what was going on and then just like having a creepy, creepy atmosphere. Um, but basically, the story that I can put together with this movie is that this teacher was like going through like the the record the school records of like what's the student records and she finds out that one of the students uh keeps like showing up every couple years mm-hmm. and then as she's like calling someone to tell them that information um she like gets attacked and then the next day the students find her hanging from one of the hallways oh and uh and the teacher that like replaces her is like, he's super fucking strict, like super, super strict. And it's like I don't want to hear anybody like saying, passing any rumors. Otherwise, you're gonna fail school and this and this, <laughs> and all this crazy shit. So like the girls are trying to figure out what happened, like why this teacher commit suicide, and they're like they start piecing together the pieces of this student that um, might be a ghost. And shit happened to her a couple years ago, and like, and she just keeps coming. Like, it's a weird. Like, it. I was watching it. I'm like, I think I understand what happened. I think I know what's <laughs> happening. Because unfortunately for me, uh, and not to sound racist, but when everyone has the exact same outfit and hairstyle, right. I was gonna say when you're in a school uniform. And and then I can't keep track because everyone's like it's not like hey it's Thomas Smith and like or talk, hey Tom how's it going hey Mister Smith okay but then it's like when they everyone has names like Yoon Ga or Lim mm-hmm. Gio and they're like oh yeah well that's and that's they, part of my problems with like Lord of the Rings and stuff all the crazy names yeah. I'm like I'm not gonna remember I, I mean I don't want to say crazy it's just it's just not what I'm used to. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard for me to get. But like, even if you had like Jim, John, and yeah, Joe, I mean, like you would get those mixed up. Look at look at us now. Like we're talking like how many of these movies that we watched in this like the amount of movies we just <laughs> covered, and we knew three names: Jason Voorhees, Jason's mom, Tommy, and Tommy Pamela Voorhees, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Well, I, like other than that, like oh, it's Kristen Stewart. Shelley was the this. fat. Shelly was the the that's, that's true the, the, the nerdy kid yeah but like but how like, like oh Kristen Stewart did but yeah this then we and, like oh Kristen Stewart yeah like because that's the name we know or hey the guy from X Files or like you know I'm so bad at names in general but um Caitlin Snow from Flash but uh, I guess this movie it's called Whispering Corridors and they made a couple others and I have like the second the they might one. be Giant Song what. Whispering. I walk along. Oh, that's darkened corridors. Yeah, sorry. This is whispering corridors. And I was um, thinking of mysterious whisper and darkened corridors. But they yeah. made 
uh, each apparently each movie is its own thing, but then they have um, they have sequels, but they're like their own standalone story because this is mm-hmm. just Whispering Corridors, and then the second one is called Memento Mori. The third one's called Wishing Stairs. The fifth, fourth one's called Voice. But uh, I liked it enough to see what the other ones will go because I know it's not going to be the, the same story again. But right. I gave Whispering Corridors, I gave it a six. And now um, I feel bad for Kristen because uh, I watch I watch a lot of movies I don't I know she won't like when I'm working or whatever. Uh, but then one night she's like, I want to... It's like because we had just watched a month worth of the horror movies. She's like, I want to watch. Can I can I pick the movie tonight? I'm like, sure, go ahead. <clears throat> so we watched The Notebook. <laughs> I figured it was a Christian choice when I saw that you watched. Yeah. That. Have you seen it before? No. Oh, okay. All I knew about the movie was was the ending. Uh, kind of. All I knew about the movie was like through memes. Yeah. So whenever like that's the meme right there, <laughs> that's the meme. Um, so if you haven't ever seen this movie, an old man is talking to an old woman in an old folks home, and he's like reading right. her, sto- telling her stories about these this couple when they were young, and then how they got together and stuff. And it's basically just a story of watching two people that don't belong together, uh, getting along together. Because, holy shit, Ryan Gosling's character is not good. Like, he's, like... As a character? Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, will you go out with me? No, I don't like you. Go out with me. No, I'm going to risk my life so you have to go out with me. Fine, I'll go out with you. Hey, you didn't go out with me. What the hell? And it's like, he's very pushy and abusive. And then she, like, falls for him. And then they break up. But then, like, and then... But then one of them, like... It's it it doesn't like it's a love story because at the end the end you're like oh they love each other and but like all the way up to that point it's not a good relationship and it right. scares me to know that everyone's like this is what I want like do you because the whole time like he's manipulative holy shit he's making her feel bad for herself like mm-hmm. I don't know man <laughs> I you didn't, will love me I or die yeah I don't I. I don't like love story movies because, like, Dan Harmon had this bit with his wife or his, his ex-wife, <laughs> which is ironic, how she loves horror movies. She loves uh, romance movies, and he's like, romance movies aren't, it's like a side of rice. You don't make a whole meal out of, you know, out of right. like, a romance movie. Like, you'll have a horror movie with romance sprinkled in, or, like, it's not, like, the whole plot. So you just have, like, this is the romance aspect, and it's always almost the same stuff. It's like, it's not, you can't just have a whole meal of spice. Um, I'm just having a spoonful of cinnamon. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I, I'm obviously not saying exactly what he said because I can't remember what he said, but like, but just, it's fine in a movie. But if it's all the movie is, I get very bored with it very fast. And I didn't, I, I don't know. I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't like it. So I gave the notebook a five, just a solid, even across the board, five. Yeah, I probably would have gave it like a five and a half, six, probably. Okay. I haven't seen it in for however long that movie's been out. I don't know. Long enough to be uh, Lazy Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then another movie that she picked 
which is funny because she picked that one. And then a while later, she's like, let's watch this movie. So we watched the movie Teeth. <laughs> because of Conrad? No. What? I was going to mention this. So apparently, um, he Conrad had some post because she responded to it with, we watched Teeth. <laughs> Um, saying something about like, did your parents keep your baby teeth or were they not creepy or something <laughs> like that? And then people started like doing like posting teeth stuff. He's like, stop sending me stuff about teeth. It's creeping me out. I'm developing a phobia. And like everyone just kept putting stuff about teeth. And I was like, a phobia about teeth? How about this movie? I was going to post something about that movie. <laughs> but then like I saw Chris is like, we're watching teeth. And I'm like... <laughs> Like, if there's a phobia about teeth, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this movie is a horror movie uh, about a girl who's like, she's teeth. She's in the uh, in the group um, at school, like the absent group and stuff like that. And she's like, save yourself for marriage and this and this. But then she ends up like falling for a guy in the group, and then he like basically rapes her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she has a special. Not ability, but like a special thing where she has teeth in her vagina. It's kind of, it's kind of like an evolution. Yeah, if you want to put it that way, where like to stop people from raping her. Yeah, her vagina grew teeth. Yeah, but um, the funny thing is, she thought it was kind of normal because earlier in the in the movie, they're like passing out the biology books. And they had like stickers all over like the genitals and stuff because they're like that's mm-hmm. you that's not you can't look at that that's too bad that's too right. vulgar and so like no everything went through sex ed and like we don't know what any of this stuff looks like because they're just putting big right. stickers over it so she's like oh this is kind of normal I guess um, well because it's not stuff you talk about with everybody so like you don't know that no one else has this yeah. going on down there and then I feel like it like the plot of the movie like arrived too early because mm-hmm. then there was just like after that was just her trying to like learning that there are guys that she likes that she won't worry about it biting right and then yeah then, trying to like trying to get used to this uh yeah yeah you don't want to say ability but yeah kind of but then uh like the but, way it works yeah but then later she does use it to her advantage right but um it was all right. It was those people kind of deserved it. Yeah, like the old dude that gave her a ride. Um, yeah, and then the her fucking like stepbrother. Ugh, gross. Uh, it was fun. Uh, it it was what I. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like you know the scene with her stepbrother. It was kind of fun. <laughs> no, not the scene, but the uh, movie itself was. It was just a weird. I never. When everyone was talking about the movie, and then I'm like. All right, I'll check it out. It was pretty much what I expected it to be. Yeah. But it was a little better than I thought it was going to be. Because I was going to be like, just really like, hey, wouldn't it be weird if the teeth grew, vaginas grew, whatever. And then, but then it was actually like, there was stuff leading up to it and stuff. It wasn't just like straight up like, ah, I have teeth in my vagina. The end. <laughs> it was. I don't want to say it's more realistic, but it was like not just a normal horror. It was like. Yeah, it was. It, there's reasons for it. Yeah, yeah. It had, it had more of a, a stable ground. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, I have I have one more left, but not the uh, I, that's not the preview movie. Oh, that's all I have is that okay. one is the. Pre- that's what my one is. 
All right. So this next movie, I'm so mad. I was at a rummage sale like a year or so ago, and uh, I picked up a stack of movies, and I get paid like a couple dollars for like a stack of movies. And mm-hmm. one of them was like this movie from like, it was included in a Fangoria magazine. And I was like, I'll see what this is. But it's called The Last Horror Movie. I knew nothing about it. <clears throat> and I popped it in the other day, and I start watching it. And it's on a DVD. So that kind of took me out of it first. Because what happened was uh, you start watching a horror movie called The Last Horror Movie. And then a guy just cuts in like somebody he recorded over a VHS tape that someone rented at a rental place. Mm-hmm. Like, so imagine like you go to pick up like Godzilla or whatever from the 90s. You pop it in and some guy going, hello, hello. Uh, now I'm recording over this movie right now, and it's like it's basically a, this documentary a guy put together, um, and you just recorded over a horror movie, but it's about him being a serial killer. Mm. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, I was gonna the, say I sound, I'm intrigued already. But the main character is so fucking pompous, and he's like he feels like you know what those kids in college that are like. You know, man, what if the world, we're not living on the world, the world's living on us. Like, like he was high? No, like, like he's just like trying to be too philosophical. Just like, he's like, now he's like, he's like, oh, you just watched me murder someone, but you're not going to like, you wanted to see me actually hit them, didn't you? Well, you didn't, if you're still watching now, of course you still have that fantasy of watching this stuff. I think I know you better than you know yourself. Oh, you want, and like and it's like but then it's like a documentary of him just like just murdering people and then going and then talking to his friends and some of that and just like yeah you may think i'm doing this but i'm actually and like it doesn't help that he's like from the uk mm-hmm. so like he sounds <clears throat> even more pompous with his british accent <laughs> and the the guy acting like the guy isn't a good actor no one in the movie is a good actor, but like, it's it's not a great movie. But the only reason why I gave it a point five higher is because at the very end he kind of explains like one small aspect of the movie, and then I went, okay, that's kind of neat. Because at first I was like, how is this going to end? This is dumb. And then he like in the very end like, okay. Well played. I do like that aspect. So the last horror movie, uh, it's sort of from like 2003, I think. Um, I gave it a three and a half. And otherwise, I would have given it a three, but that last point five, I can tell you at the end after, so I don't spoil it for anyone watching it. But, um, but yeah, three and a half. That movie sucked. So now we talk about our preview. Yeah, preview movie. Uh, I picked a movie called The Wretched, which uh, right here is uh, what we thought the movie was about. Or a family move into a cabin in the woods. And there's an evil spirit in the woods that possesses one of them. And they have to do like, and they're like, and that girl possesses, is possessed like sacrifices her family to appease the god of the woods, and uh, I mean, we're pretty good at picking certain ideas. 
yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like aspects and like and aspects of the movie. But well, not... I'm guessing that's because that's why they made the cover the way they did. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, but yeah, this one, um, obviously, I feel like our explanation was a little more cohesive than this movie. Right. I'm not going to lie. After I got done watching this movie, I felt like I was missing some stuff. Yeah. So I, whenever this happens, I go to Wikipedia yeah. and read the plot. Yeah. And they just like put it through. I'm like, okay, so I was right. Yeah. But I don't know. I just didn't believe in myself. <laughs> what I don't sense. understand about the movie is the however many years earlier in the basement. Yeah. Like, I don't what, know where that fit in. Yeah. It's because the ba- basis of the movie is that um, there's this like, well, like what happened? Like she, the, 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 there's the witch they, they went get inside this a deer, deer or something. Yeah. They get this deer and the deer is possessed by an entity yeah. or a witch there's or a something. Witch. And it comes out and goes into it goes from body to body. Yeah. And um, it goes into this lady who lives next door to the main character, and um, she basically kills. Was it children or just pe- people or just yeah, children? It's children. It's it's children. Because then, like, the husband was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm just doing my own thing." But she these uh, entities can go and erase memories. Like you never knew this person existed at all. Yeah. So like when she would kill and eat a child, any memory of that kid doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So there's a point where they're just like, we don't have a son. Yeah. And like, yeah, you do. <laughs> that was, that was like, a cool aspect because it's like, well, there's no missing children because no one even knew. No one misses them. Yeah. Yeah, so then, like, the neighbor is, like, there's something going on and trying to figure out what's, you know, what is happening with this neighbor. Because she's, like, there was a kid because he was supposed to show up for, like, swim practice or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Swimming lessons. And they go to the house. It wasn't swimming lessons. It was um, sailing. It was was something with water. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It was on the dock. He was supposed to meet at the dock. Um, Yeah, and then she's trying to figure out and goes next door. And the husband's, like, we don't have a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, your wife. And then she's like, something going on in the basement. And um, it was, yeah, it was intriguing. I was like, where is this going? Yeah. It was it was creepy, too. It actually had, like, cre- creepy aspects that I enjoyed. Like, just the, yeah. her, like, in the shadows and stuff like that. And it was neat. Um, for a, for a, I think it was, this is an IFC movie, right? I think. IFC Midnight. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Yeah, I'd see Midnight. Um, it came out this year. I liked so it's 2019. It says 2019. 20, 2020 is... Oh, yeah. Oh, it was released in the U.S. May of 2020. Oh, okay. It was probably recorded in 2019. Yeah. I don't know if... Oh, it was the film festival. It was in a film festival oh, okay, last year. Okay, okay. But then the wide release came out this year. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I liked the reveal that happened in it. That was yeah. neat. Because yeah. at the very beginning, I even... It seemed like a weird 
weird reveal to me. It did like, seem weird, but... But I, then I'm like, oh, yeah, they did hint at it early. Yeah, and I even and joked like, with Kristen. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, because I joked with Kristen about the part when she's like, when like on the train, about his cast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ha-ha, this, whatever. Most of later, I'm like, oh, God, I was right, but not. <laughs> At the same time, like, <laughs> I knew something was up about this part, but it, like, yeah. it sunk in my brain, but it just, there's no reason, like, why, why am I, yeah. Um, but yeah, The Wretched, it was a, it was a fun little movie. I liked it. Um, I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and a half. All right. Okay, so I'm going to send you a text. Okay. This is the movie for next month. This is for the December episode of... And then the movie's called His House. His House in the Middle of another horror the movie? Because this is what we watch now. Yeah, I like... I mean... Um, in case people want to watch it as well, it's on Netflix. Okay. Came out this year as well. Um, and uh, the poster is black and white. And there's like a guy laying on the ground. Did you get it? Yeah, I just got it. Okay. There's a guy laying on the ground, and it's like the house is coming from him, but it's also like an arrow pointing to him. Huh. But it looks like a shadow, or like it looks like a furry shadow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what um, the fuck? But like, it's like an arrow, so it's like it's this guy's house. It's his house. I don't know what that po- that that pose is. And it looks like he's like screaming. He's getting he's getting hurt. Um, so it's like it's his house. So it's like he's getting possessed by the house, maybe. Because because if you like zoom in, yeah, it looks like he's getting hurt by the arrow pointing at him, which is also the shape of a house. But also, if you look, take a look back, it almost looks like the house, the upside down house, has a face. Mm-hmm. Cause like you see, like by the tip, it's like the kind of like the mouth, and right under the window is like the nose holes, like a skeleton face almost. Do you see that or not? Um, kind of. Oh, cause there's two different blacks going on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like a ghost. Something. Um. So yeah, I think it has something to do with a guy moves into a house, and it's uh, it possesses him. And he kind of figures out, like, the house has a giant secret that he is, like, slowly revealing by remembering what the house is remembering. That's okay. going to be my plot. That's my plot synopsis. Um, when I hear the word his house, I think of, like, church. Because, like, you're in mm, God's yeah. house. <laughs> so I'm thinking it is a guy... Um, who moves into a, a, a haunted house, and uh, but he's like, but he doesn't believe in it because he's like religious. Um, and then like, but then he, but then he figures it something out. I don't know. <laughs> like I just feel like his house, like, like he's a very religious person, but he's like, I don't believe in ghosts and some of that. And then to, to the point where it's a tipping point, he's like. Fine. All right. Fine. I'll stop this with religion. I don't know. That's my that's my guess. That's my uh, random pick for the. It was listed as a hot, a trending movie. Okay. On social on uh did, on streaming services, 
And I'm like, I don't know anything about it. If it's hot, that means it's probably at least decent. Um, so that's why I picked that one. I am intrigued uh, to see it, though, because I don't want to base anything off of uh, the image from Just Watch app. But that picture looks really cool. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of, like, the Beyond a little bit. <laughs> like Just Watch? You mean they're watching? No, the Just Watch app. Because you showed me the, oh, the just screenshot, watch. the red picture. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Like, Looks like he's on his butt, but then it looks like there's like people coming out of the water behind him and like the skeletons. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks okay. cool. Um, but yeah. Oh, so what is the, the best w- movie? Yeah. Best movie of the month. Um, I have a three-way tie, so I'm just gonna pick the one I like the best out of the three. Um, was Under the Silver Lake with an eight. That was the best movie I had too, and that was the only one that was an eight. Um, and then the worst movie I watched this month was Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, with a five. Uh, the worst one I had was the last horror movie. And I thought there was like one other one that I had three and a half. But I guess Probably not. Leprechaun? No. no. That was been last month. Uh, last horror movie, three and a half. So, if, yeah, if you want to email stuffbyscott at gmail.com, S-T-U-F-F. B-Y-S-C-O-T-T at Gmail. Uh, if you have any like suggestions or whatever else, if you want to be like, hey, this movie's way better. Don't 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 shit on Leprechaun in Space. I will. Because it's bad. But Jason X is better than Leprechaun in Space. Yeah. Hands down. By 1.5. Uh, so uh, yeah, so email if you want to. <laughs> For me it's like two points. <laughs> email if you want. Other than that. That's a wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. Uh.